Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. And it is a happy holiday season. As you can see, I'm in a little bit of the holiday spirit. I really am. I'm in the holiday spirit. I think the Cowboys should be in the holiday spirit this week, all right? Against these Washington football people. I'm going to give you four of my Christmas wish list for the Dallas Cowboys. Four things that I want them to accomplish this week. But I also want to hear from you guys later on in the show. So call in, chime in in the chat. I want to know what your Cowboys Christmas wish list is or holiday wish list is. And we'll talk about the Pro Bowl, right? There were five Cowboy Pro Bowlers elected to the game in Vegas. Hopefully they're not playing in it. But I want to talk about the person who I think was snubbed. So we'll get into the five guys that were elected. But I want to talk about those who were snubbed as well. So make sure y'all stick around on today's show, which is holiday themed. We've got a holiday themed show today, y'all. Uh, we're going to have some fun today. I, I don't I don't want this one to be too, too serious. You know, we'll talk Cowboys football, things like that. But we'll get into a lot of some holiday stuff, uh, favorite movies, things like that. Uh, as you can see, I already got a few things up here that I believe are Christmas movies. And I believe are great Christmas movies to watch with the loved ones. Yes, including Die Hard, okay? There's a big thing out there that people don't believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie. God damn it, it's a Christmas movie. Matter of fact, give myself a clue bomb for that. Yeah, and we can talk about that later if y'all don't believe it. Um, <laughs> CJ Richards said, I will give you an excuse for being tardy because the Christmas video was fire. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Uh, I put that together, just, you know, mix it up a little bit. Like I said, get into the, the holiday spirit here. As you can see down there, have a Mari Christmas. I thought that was pretty funny, so I said, let me go ahead and put that in there. Um, I know, oh, hey, they talking about language. <laughs> Coming from the guy that said, what did you say, oh, hey? Got to get back to Cowboys football, damn it. Don't be a hypocrite, sir. But let me get some shout-outs in the chat real quick. Steven White, what's up, man? Michael Smith, old head in the building. Carson Smith, Jesse Falls, Jacob, Tamara, what's up? Fresh Fade, my man Cash, a.k.a. Los, Mike Cook, Joshua Magaha, uh, Nick Mims, James Simmons, TC915, Adam Mack, uh, Keith Shep. What's up, Reek? Carson Smith, who else we got over here? Angelica, how you doing, Miss Angelica? Sully, uh, Stevie Mack, the mod god. Sandy Gann, Iceberg Q, Kevin Richards. Uh, we got a lot of Facebook. Okay, here we go. C. Burleson, Mackenzie, two-time, two-time. Then on Facebook, Oscar Sullivan. What's up, Dennis? What's going on, Priscilla? Uh, Lance Bell, CJ, my guy. CJ, what's up, brother? Uh, Tim Garcia, Jacqueline, and Larry McCray over on Facebook. I believe we got everybody. Here. And Chuck, what's up, Chuck? How you doing, man? So appreciate you guys. I always love to shout y'all out early in the show because you guys know I'm here about 8.15-ish. I think we got to bump it up to 8.15. And y'all are here. I mean, y'all come through every day, and I appreciate that. And if you are getting the notifications, I appreciate y'all coming through with the notice too. Uh, if you want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787. 351-999-3787, y'all. Uh, let's have some fun today. Today is my Friday, probably a lot of your guys' Friday as well. Um, so that's why we're going to kind of tailor, tailor this show to the fans, a fan Friday, but it's a fan Thursday. 
I will not be here tomorrow morning. I don't believe Mauricio. Oh, he's off on Fridays anyway. He won't be in as well. So we'll drop probably a video or a clip or something like that uh, to keep you guys content flowing. But today begins my mini, I want to call it that, uh, Christmas break. It's kind of hard to call it a Christmas break. On Sunday, I'll be back for Game Day Live with, with Jesse Holly, who is back on the podcast this week. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, let me put you on mute there, Rick. So Jesse's back. Um, he'll be joining me on Sunday as we, you know, go through everything pre-halftime post for the Cowboys Sunday night football game, which I didn't even notice it was Sunday night until like two days ago. Y'all know me. I'm not a, I don't like the primetime games all like that. So I was like, God. Yeah, it'll be another one o'clock in the morning type night. I'll be in here sleeping on Monday, but y'all always give me the juice and the energy to uh, keep it going. So appreciate that. All right, let's get ready to jump into the roundup. There's some news from the roundup and uh, a way that we can clinch before we even play. So we'll talk about that in the roundup as well. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. Like I said yesterday, guys, it is getting close to New Year's and New Year's. A lot of people have that resolution, right? New Year's resolution. They want to get into the gym, get fit, get together, because if your body's right, your mind is right. Everything can be in order. If you want to begin that fitness journey prior to New Year's, why not start today? If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at Texas Family Fitness, they have great state-of-the-art equipment. If you got kids, they can watch them for you. Trust me. And if you do want to find out more about what they have to offer, just visit any of the nine locations or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. First up on the docket, y'all. Osa Digizua returned yesterday off the COVID list. I believe he'll play. Uh, We'll see, but I believe he'll play. He practiced yesterday. Today they have another practice, and then Saturday we'll see. Uh, I think he'll be back. But, however, there was no sign of Tristan Hill. He is still being quarantined away from the team. He still has today, tomorrow, and Saturday. But if he doesn't get back by Friday, I'd imagine they're just going to sit him again. Let him get right for next week against the Arizona Cardinals. So getting at least Osa back, who's who's had, I think, a good rookie year. I mean, we'll we'll evaluate all these guys at the end of the season. But I think Osa has had a really good rookie year. He hit a rookie wall. I think he got some of those guys back, and it helped him remain a little bit fresher. And um, Osa started to make some plays over the last few weeks. So I like where we're at with Osa. And I think that we got something really good between him and Neville Gallimore for the future. Kind of a surprise yesterday. Josh Ball, Cowboys PR Rich, came out and said Josh Ball was designated to return. Remember, he was the Cowboys' fifth-round pick out of Marshall, transfer from Florida State due to some off-field stuff there. Uh, But he's been... Pretty much on IR all year due to a high ankle sprain, but I don't think that's why he's been on IR all year. <laughs> I think he's been on IR all year because they look at this as a redshirt season. 
So if you look at Ball being designated to return, you might say, well, he's going to be on the team. I believe he won't be. I think that they'll give him this 21-day window, which means to practice. He has three weeks to practice with the team, be around the team, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of get in a an in-season form of doing things, right? Learning that process of actually going through some practices. But I think they'll let that, and I could be wrong, but I think they'll let that practice window expire, and then he'll be on IR for the rest of the season, which will be what? A couple playoff games, hopefully, right? You don't really need him. Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Titan Secchi, Terrence Steele, they're holding it down good enough. Uh, let Josh Ball just kind of get his feet wet, understand how things work out there in the practice field, and then you let him go back to IR at the end of the season. I think that's what they'll do. At least I hope that's what they'll do. The last thing I want them to do is give a roster spot up for your fifth tackle. I'd be, I'd be kind of frustrated with that one. And then finally, uh, the Cowboys can clinch a playoff, not playoff, they can clinch the division before they even touch the field on Sunday night. We kind of talked about this a few days ago, ways prior to the Eagles, uh, Washington football, weird people, that game, ways to clinch, it was way too many weird things that had to happen. In fact, it ended on Saturday. Well, before we got even, we even got to Sunday, it ended on Saturday. Uh, the Patriots had to beat the Colts, and that would start the list of things that could happen for the Cowboys to win. Well, here is what needs to happen. One and a half of these things need to go their way, the half meaning a tie, but let's just say two. Let's realistically say two things need to happen. The Raiders need to beat the, the Broncos. Jacksonville beats New York Jets. That, that one could go either way. The Chargers need to beat the Texans. Patriots beat Buffalo. Minnesota beats the Rams. Atlanta beats Detroit. You don't need all six of those things to happen. I'm sorry. You just need two of the six things to happen. If I had to bet, I'd go Atlanta beating Detroit. And I'd take the Chargers beating Houston. Who y'all got? Hmm? I got Atlanta beating Detroit in a char- I mean, as sure-fired things, right? Like, the Vegas over Denver thing is not sure-fired. Jacksonville, New York, they both trash. New England, Buffalo up in the air. Same thing with Minnesota and the Rams. In fact, I'd, I'd give the edge to the, to the Rams. So, I think Atlanta could handle Detroit, even though Detroit, you know, they just beat the Cardinals. They could be on a high horse here. And I feel confident in the Chargers beating the Texans. So that's where I got y'all. What y'all thinking here? Uh, Adrian said, if golf plays, what's up, Adrian? If golf plays like, plays like it did last week, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. The Colts put it, yeah, the Colts put in seven players, oh, hey, seven players into the Pro Bowl, and they may not make the playoffs. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Pro Bowl. Most of it is trash. Most of it doesn't make any sense. Most of and I'm, I'll be real. Tyron Smith should have been in the Pro Bowl. We'll talk about that in a second, but but that's that's here neither here nor there. They got seven players. Uh, what's up, Lord Nova? Uh, what you guys got here? For me, he has Cowboys, Browns, Panthers, and Giants win. Well, none of those, I don't think, are going to matter. I mean, besides the Cowboys winning. The Cowboys 
win on Sunday, they would then need... No, the Cowboys win, they win. This is what I meant. You could win the division prior to the Cowboys playing on Sunday. That's the way to, for it to happen. But if they win and none of those things happen, then um, Cowboys win the division. No other team can get 11 victories. Uh, Jacob says, so you're saying activate Josh Ball because we don't know if something's going on with Tyron. Even if something is going on with, with Tyron, which I would just bench him until the playoffs. I've got tied in second. I've got Terrence Steele as my swing tackles. I would I would greatly hate to not activate a Justin Hamilton or a, a Donovan Wilson or uh, any of those linebackers that we need for for uh, special teams for Josh Ball, who hasn't played a game all year, who only way he would see that field, like see the field in general, would be for catastrophic injuries to happen, bang, 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 bang. And then you throw him in the mix with no reps all season against somebody's good pass rusher in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I'll take my chances with Titan Secchi, Terrence Steele, Lyle Collins, emergency cases move Zach Martin out there before I do with with Josh Ball let him continue let him understand how practice works with these guys and and then you put him back on IR that's how I look at fresh said I do like Josh Ball's tape from college he's going to be a surprise next year that's one of the guys we you know kind of forget when we're talking about the left tackle right oh wow I, I did not know golf was in the protocol what's up Ted well, that, that changes things. Well, not really. I think Atlanta's going to beat him anyway. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to hop into the in the phone lines real quick. And then I want to talk about these pro bowlers. You know? I want to talk about these pro bowlers. Uh, I think for the most part, we got four of them, right? But I think there was one that was snubbed. And I want to kind of I want to fuss about that if y'all let me. All right. Let's get Reek in here and then D-Shift right quick. What's up, Reek? Yo, what's going on, Skywalker? Still Cowboy Nation. Like, good, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff, man. You know, you know, Sky give that good content. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. I just wanted to start the. Hey, man, I just want to start the, uh, the conversation off saying happy, happy holidays, everybody. Be safe. Uh, do things responsibly. Enjoy your family. Let them enjoy you. Uh, and another thing, I just want to say, you know, because I know you ain't gonna be on tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow's my birthday. Hey. So yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm hey, happy to, uh, to get there, you know what I'm saying? How many years uh, around the, how many years around the sun you going to be? I'm 4-0, man. Tomorrow's big birthday. That's a man. that's a big one. The big 4. Oh, okay, brother. Happy birthday, Reek, man. I appreciate you since day thank, 1 you've been on thank, this channel, thank. man. Yeah, man, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it, man. Long journey, man. You know, short time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, my, uh, my my thing is like this, man. I, I just want the Cowboys to wrap me up a nice gift and uh, deliver that gift. I don't give a dang if it's the Washington Redskins. But Washington football people, my fault. I mean, be disrespectful to nobody. But my whole thing is this, man. I just want to see us – start getting ready for playoff form and yeah. getting more playoff form. Uh, if we need to, uh, we clinch before we play, we need to start thinking about resting certain people or not, if, if we're not going to rest them off the top, because I don't believe in resting people off the top unless they really need it 
Right. Uh, like people like Zeke, uh, Tyra Smith, people like that. And even if Zeke just played like a couple snaps, that's cool. You know what I mean? I even think about uh, if, if we're not fighting for that number one or the number two seed like that. I think we uh, will be, though. Don't you think? Yeah, now, if we are, yeah, it depends on who we going to line up against, too. You know what I mean? It, you know, I know that seeding is important, but at the same time, I'm telling I was just talking to an Eagles fan yesterday at Walmart. Me and him had a good conversation. You know, he humble. Uh, uh, we was basically, I said to him, like, I really don't give a damn who we gonna play. You know what I'm saying? I said, give me San, give me all the teams I do not like. I said, give me San Francisco first. Give me the guy, give me Tampa Bay, and give me goddamn Green Bay. Mm. That's who I want. I said, I don't. I said, I don't want the journey to be easy. You know what I mean? I said, I don't want the journey to be easy. I don't care about no number one seed. And the reason I don't care about that number one seed stuff is because we don't have the number one seed in the past. And we don't do some uh, Dallas Cowboy lack stuff. You know what I mean? We got don't. quarterbacks down on vacation with uh, Jessica Simpson oh, that's, and all that's, that. That's a different. You know? That's PTSJG. That's PTSJG right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't want to lose focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, and I asked him a question. I said, "Who, who's the last top number one seed that went to the Super Bowl and won it? I, I'm like, yeah, I I'll wait. I have to go. I have to research that. Is, I, don't, uh, I don't remember seedings throughout the, seeds, throughout the years unless it's the Cowboys, so I'd have to go back and look at that. That's that's what I'm saying. But the better, the best teams that win the Super Bowl, they go through the wild card game for the most part. I mean, I know the Eagles you know won I mean? it as the number one seed. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. But what I'm saying, like naturally, a lot of these teams come from the wild card game. They go the great, the good teams that 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 make some magical type of playoff run. My whole thing is like this: I don't believe the Cowboys need to take the foot off the gas. I want us to go straight through. Maybe we can get a little bit of rest for some of these guys to go in. Cool. You know what I mean? But if we can't rest them and we got to, you know what I mean, we got to get get ready to go up in here, let's go do what we got to do. Keep, the foot, keep our foot on these people's neck. That's all I got to say. But if we got to rest Tyrus Smith, rest him. And Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, let's get this offense rolling, man. Let's get this stuff together, man. I don't even, if y'all fronting, this is a real good front. You know what I mean? If y'all going to do what y'all did in Tampa Bay, I can, I can rock with that. Going into the playoffs, because now you're surprised. Now, now, you, now you're pulling out the stuff out. Now you're doing what you need to do. But other than that, all I got to say is, peace, everybody. Happy holidays, Sky. You stay up, brother. All right, Cowboy Nation. Happy holidays, Rick, and happy birthday, good brother. Appreciate you, man. Um, I mean, if we could go for the number one seed, I'd go for that. You know, It's not the end of the world if you don't get it, but – the, the the fact of the, the the good thing about getting the number one seed is you don't have to play an extra game. It's not even the rest part for me. It's the fact that you're not putting yourself at risk to losing. And that's why I wish they kept the two top two gets a bye. I, I wish they kept that. I don't like this seventh. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't I don't what is the point of that crap? You're get, you're gonna get a what, nine and eight team in the playoffs, eight and nine team in the playoffs. That's whack. But um if we don't get it, it ain't the end of the world. You got a defense that travels, right? We showed the we showed the stat. You got a defense that travels, uh, and things like that. But but if you didn't get the home, get the number one seed, you only have to go through what two two wins, divisional championship, and you hit the Super Bowl as opposed to 
wild card divisional championship and then you get to the Super Bowl. So that's that's really it for me. It's not really about being at home. We're not the Seahawks of the 12 man or whatever. We're not the Chiefs home field or well, playing in Foxborough in the playoffs is tough land, but we're, we're not none of that when it comes to home. It's just a matter of all you got to do is win one game and get to the NFC Championship, and then you win one more game and you're in the Super Bowl. So play for that thing. Um, rest, even if we clinch before Sunday, I don't think I'd rest anyone because we'll probably be still playing for a number one seed, right? Like technically, the Green Bay Packers have to win all the way up until week 18. Play the Browns. Browns have been COVID-stricken. But if they lose, the Browns beat the, the Packers on Saturday, which is Christmas Day. I ain't resting nobody. We're, we're coming for that number one seed. Because if the Cowboys win, they're going to be in a three-way tie one way or another. They will be in a three-way tie probably. And that will give them a uh, – in fact, it doesn't even matter. If they have the same record as the Packers, they'll have, they have the better uh, conference record. So they'll be number one. So I play for it, man. You don't sit down until this thing's over, right? To the fat lady sings, as they say. What's up, D-Shift? Hey, what's good, Scott? What's going with you? Uh, nah, nothing much, man. Just been kind of studying this defense, this, this, these Cowboys defenses, man. Um, I believe the remedy to this offense that, um, you know, it's still, what, second and first as far as yards and points? Top three in yards, I believe, top Three and points still as a team because you yeah, number add two, a couple touchdowns. Number two for points, one in yards, and I think the remedy for this slump has been this defense because you don't have to worry about those this offense having to score those late touchdowns, I feel, as much uh, because this defense isn't is not putting you in that position. And I just kind of went back and looked at just all of our playoff defenses, and um, one thing that it was always one or the other, right? The, either the, uh, the bread or, or the peanut butter. You know, you had one or the other. Um, and so you either were ranked high in turnovers and third down percentage, and you were just kind of average in points against and yards against. Or if you were ranked high, they were ranked high in, uh, you know, yards or points against, but they were, you know, kind of low with turnovers and third down percentage. And I think that 13-3 and three season, and then um, just those those seasons where we, you know, finished with that number one seed or whatever, those defenses were uh, better at turnovers and third down percentage. And guess where you're ranked this year? What's that? Number one in both. Your defense is ranked number one in both of those stats when it comes to third down percentage, um, getting teams off on third down, and getting turnovers. Mm-hmm. The number seven in, in points against. And you know we can look at twenty first in yards, but I don't care about I remember yards. this defense. Uh, this defense had to gel early together. They play with a lot of second string guys, and as you've seen with Demarcus Lawrence, how effective he is in the run game, um, and Gallimore is in the run game. You got to understand, like I don't yards I don't, don't mean anything though. That, that garbage time. Yards I mean, yeah, don't. A lot of it was garbage time. I have a I have a pillar. I have a pillar of four things defensively right. you need to be. Yards is not one of them. I don't care about that. It's you got turnovers. We talk about this beginning of the season. I don't care if the Cowboys rank twenty seventh in yards. If they rank highly in these three or four categories, categories that is to me a defense you can win with. Turnovers, third down percentage, red zone defense. Those three things right there in points scored is what I care about. 
Um, and the Dallas Cowboys yeah. have done well in three of those categories. The red zone defense can, can yeah. you know, it can get better. But if you go into the playoffs. And, and to your point, to your point, Scott, I mean, they were number seven with that 2018 defense. Uh, they were number seven in yards, but they were averaged with 16 in turnovers and number. Uh, and that uh, was because it was a ball control offense. Ball control offense exactly. keeps the defense off the field, thus no yards can be gained. So th- that was a mirage. That's why when people, I, I said, I don't think this Cowboy, there's been a Cowboys defense like this in the Dak Prescott era, and they go back to, what about 2018? Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, that was a mirage. Go look at how that was played. Y'all yeah. are thinking about the Saints game. The Saints game was not how this defense played the entire season. If you go look at the Rams and go mm-hmm. look at the Colts, that was indicative of what that team really was, a team that couldn't stop the run. But an offense that kept them off the field, they were a fast defense, and they were a defense that played together, but they weren't a defense you really trust. I feel like this is a defense D shift that I could trust anywhere. And they were uh, average in that 2014 defense with uh, 15 and 19 with, uh, points. Oh, yards, they just got the ball that like, year. Yeah, they two, they're number two in turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, so what turnovers can do for you and the difference is they were like number 27 in third down percentage. So you talk about a defense that's number one, and both of those very important. I think, you know, like I said, they're uh, along with, you know, points against, which they're number seven in this year. Um, that's just a recipe for, I mean, and you talk about this team that this last six games, I mean, they've been averaging like 26.6 yards. I mean, like I say, points. I've been looking at stats, bro. And yeah. so I've just been kind of – Got a lot like, of numbers in here. You know, <laughs> man, I, I like numbers, bro. I'm an engineer major. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. Uh, math teacher now, so I like I like numbers, man. I like I like numbers. So let's um, add another one to the pillar. Let's add another one to the pillar that I probably should have earlier. I I purposefully left off sacks because sacks can be herky jerky, right? But one thing I think that does matter is pressure and pressure win rate. Mm-hmm. And the the yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys are 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 good at the pressure, but they're also pretty damn good at getting to the quarterback as well. And now that you got your horses back, I think you'll see the pressures turn into sacks, sacks turn into turnovers like they have already. And those pressures turn into yeah, turnovers. Yeah, the pressure so. turn into turnovers yeah. more than sacks. So if you can get – Because you remember those, the Marcus Ware defenses where they get a lot of sacks, but they couldn't get turnovers. So, I mean, I'm with it, man. But uh, all right, Scott, I'll let you get to the colors, man. I ain't gonna hold you. Appreciate you, bro. All right, bro. Yeah, man. There is, there's the pillars, the pillars, and, and and they matter. I truly believe those things matter more than number five. And we've been top five, top ten in yards under Mark Marinelli, but it was the way that the Cowboys played. Um, let me just find something real quick because it's got somebody in the house. I- All right, let's talk about these pro bowlers real quick before we before we kind of move on. I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but I want to find this because I want to make sure we're not wrong here against the Giants. Okay. Uh, so somebody said the Cowboys were bad against the Giants in third down. Prior to that final drive, the Giants were 4 for 12, I believe, on third downs. So, I mean, if that's bad, I don't know what you expect in regards to the defense. 
So I'm not really quite sure how they were bad. The Cowboys' third down defense has been one of the most consistent things about the defense. So I really, really wouldn't get all up in arms about what they did in, in garbage time with the backup quarterback, third-string quarterback on that last possession. But all right, here are the pro bowlers for the Dallas Cowboys, starting off with Trayvon Diggs. Leads the league in 10 interceptions, second in the league in pass breakups with 19 per pro football reference, and he has two touchdowns. I think that was a no-brainer, right? There was two no-brainers, in my opinion, on this entire team, and it was that man, Trayvon Diggs, and Michael Parsons, who has 76 tackles. This stat line is ridiculous. 76 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, 27 quarterback hits, 12 sacks, three forced fumbles, three pass breakups, and he's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. No-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. He's likely going to be an all-pro, as he should be. Micah Parsons. I love the quote that he had. Was it yesterday? He talked about how Dan Quinn allows people to get one-on-one so everybody can eat and things like that. He said, this is no longer a lone... What do you say? A lone... I'm not a lone lion anymore. This is a lion pride. <laughs> See, I like that better than hot boys. I never was a fan of hot boys. When I was... I think of Hot Boys, I think of Lil Wayne in them. I don't think of Antoine Woods, Taco Charlton. <laughs> I'm saying the Marcus Law. Hot Boys. Man, come on, man. That was so corny. But you don't hear that anymore. You don't hear none of that stuff. And I think even Demarcus Lawrence kind of grew up and grew out of that as well. Um, you heard Trayvon Diggs talk about him being a leader, leader this year. He said, oh, he was a leader last year, but he's a leader, leader this year. And I think Michael Parsons has helped raise that level of play and leadership on that defense side of the ball. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, the other Pro Bowlers. I don't really believe that Tyron Smith should have been there, not because he's not a Pro Bowl player, but because he just missed four games, probably going to miss five, possibly six or seven. So you can't be going to the Pro Bowl if you're going to miss half the damn season. So um, when he's on the field, top three tackle in the league. Top three. Zach Martin was Zach Martin. Uh, was he your all-decade Zach this year? Probably not, but he still was one of the best guards in the league, so he deserved to go as well. And then Brian Anger. Can I give up? Maybe our most undervalued player. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say undervalued. But underrated player that we've had this year weapon per se Brian Anger has been every time he goes out there I have no worries I feel like he's going to pin a guy back pin a team back down the ball inside the 20 he's just been spot on it seems to be every single week I can count on Brian Anger to and it sounds funny because a punter but if you got a terrible punter they could put you in bad positions and Anger hasn't done that he leads the league in uh net average for a punter so you know I think that uh, Anger deserved to go Tyron, maybe not so due to him being out, but the rest of those guys, absolutely. Here's my damn snub, though. J-Ron Curse. I can't be the only one, man. My man who uh gave us this lovely drop. I can't be the only one that feels like J-Ron Curse was snubbed. And let's compare him to some of the other guys that went before him. Or, or one in front of him. One being Buda Baker. Here's J. Ron Curse's stats per PFR, pro football reference. 94 tackles, 8 tackles for loss, 2 interceptions, 9 pass breakups, 4 quarterback hits, 1 forced fumble. 
Buda Baker went to the Pro Bowl this year. Not saying he's not deserving, but somebody had J. Ron need to be going over one of these two dudes. I'm about to name Buda Baker. J. Ron has more tackles than Buda Baker, more quarterback hits, more pass breakups than him, more assisted tackles, and one less interception. But Buda Baker got the nod. Popularity, I don't know. Harrison Smith. J. Ron Curse had more tackles than Harrison Smith, more pass breakups, more interceptions. But Harrison Smith had three sacks and one interception. Could be a reputation thing, popularity contest, I don't know. Not saying they ain't deserving, I'm just saying J. Ron was deserving more. Quandre Diggs, free safety, he deserved to go. But I feel like J-Ron, J-Rock could have been in the Pro Bowl this year. Maybe he gets in as an alternate. I really don't want it to happen because an alternate means that team got either got hurt, pulled out, or went to the Super Bowl. I'd rather the Dallas Cowboys, none of these dudes play in it, and they are going to uh, SoFi to play in that game instead. But I think it's J-Ron curse. Anybody else get snubbed, y'all let me know. Some people think it might have been uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think so. I think Zeke, yes, I get it. Yards, he's like second in the NFC and things like that. Rushing this year is, is down a lot. Um, I don't think Zeke was a Pro Bowl player this year. Maybe the first six games or five games before he got hurt, but this we're talking collective all season or at least the first 14 games of the season. I don't think Zeke was a Pro Bowl player. So I don't think he was snubbed. Uh, let me see what y'all got here. Uh, yep, Professor O says... Curse. Lamone. Highlight says J-Ron got snubbed. Oh, I forgot about he's Jalen Smith is another hot boy. Anybody else think that <laughs> Jacob said Harrison Smith had one more choke over curse? <laughs> he did. Anybody else think anyone else got snubbed on this team? I wouldn't. I don't think anybody else got snubbed. Oh, uh, you think Coop got... Nah, Coop wasn't a pro bowler this year. Not this year, brother. Not this year. I guess you could maybe say C.D. Lamb. He's going to be your only 1,000-yard wide receiver most likely on this team. I think he got about five or six touchdowns. I'll go check it out in a second. Maybe, maybe C.D. Lamb. Um, but here's the crazy thing. I feel like if, if, if Randy Gregory played all year, Demarcus Lawrence played all year, and even Neville Gallimore played all year. All three of those boys is pro bowlers. I truly, truly believe that. But I will I will definitely swap you being 10 and 4 heading into the last three games with those guys rested and, and, and coming back from injury healthy going into the playoffs over a full Pro Bowl year. I will gladly take that. I will gladly take that. That's the thing, Cash. Uh I think it's Los. Randy Gregory only played in what nine games this year I guess so did Tyron Smith or whatever but yeah man so I get why he didn't go but if he had played at least 10 of these games or whatever 12 of these games whatever it is I think Randy Gregory is a Pro Bowl player he'd have been on the roster all right we got old hit on the phone I so let's get to old hit and then we'll get back into the content what's up old hit Mr. Sky what I was trying to suggest to you earlier is that damn is not God's last name. That's all I was trying to say. And at Christmas time, I don't want to be on anybody's naughty list. And that's all I meant by that little 
crack that I made earlier, so don't get mad at me. And I'm not doing any voodoo dolls this time of year either because the preacher would be really upset with me if I was messing with that side of the religious spectrum, so to speak. I agree with you on everything you just laid out on the Pro Bowl thing. I think Tyron Smith it was more of a career award, lifetime achievement, if you want to put it in terms of Oscars. Uh, Tyron has not had his best year because, unfortunately, you know, he's been injured. Uh, Zach Martin led led all guards and deserved to be number one, in my opinion. He's the best that we've ever had next to Larry Allen, and I wish – I just I – just, uh, I'd shiver at the idea of having someone like Larry Allen on one side and Zach Martin on the other. We can bulldoze any team in the league. Um, and uh, I believe – I don't know about Trayvon, but I know Micah was the leading vote-getter at inside linebacker, which – is amazing as a, as a rookie or any player. Um, I think we're going to see anytime you have the all pro <clears throat> people get snubbed, but then when it comes, uh, and, and I, and like you just got through saying, and I was amen and on the, in the background, um, the, um, the team would give away if they would give back all those awards, you know, yeah. to go all the way to the Super Bowl, And they would gladly do that because, some teams have a lot of individuals. This team doesn't. Uh, you don't have the guys that are causing uh, – they're not putting out a lot of uh, uh, billboard material. There's no hot, there's uh, no not hot boys. Their mouths off. Yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah. There's no well, swiping that, going see, that's on. Something else. Thank you, because you just gave me – that was another thing. I was. You don't like me to jump around, but I just have a lot of little one, one-shot deals. Hot boys was something the team gave to themselves. The nicknames – the, the, the big-name defenses, they don't name themselves. Mm. The fans and the media name them. Doomsday didn't come from the Cowboys. Doomsday came from the media. Doomsday, too, well, that was an obvious thing when they came back with the Randy White defense. Um, you know, that was, that was something that was an easy pickup because they were, you know, they, they won Super Bowl six. They came back and they won 12 and should have won 13. But anyway, um, that this this is the time of year when it's like okay, let's pass out our participation trophies and our and our our ribbons and stuff like that. It's getting to be almost like, and this is my complaint about the playoffs the way they are. And you may agree or disagree. Uh, I personally believe I'm old school. If you win your division, you ought to get a buy. As far as I'm concerned, just my opinion. Four buys. If you're a if you're a if you ought to get a first, I believe if you win your division, if you win your division, the way the games are set up, that you got to play everybody in your division twice. Uh, sometimes that's a cakewalk for some divisions. Sometimes that is a slaughterhouse mm. for some divisions, having to play everybody twice. Just again, just my opinion, but Do I you believe mean, if you if you I are. I just want to get some clarity here. Do you mean bringing back okay, the, the two bye weeks? I'm sorry, the two bye teams as opposed to one. Are you saying every division winner should get a buy? I personally think if you, you know, it may not be feasible it's, time-wise to do a, a buy to give every division yeah, winner a buy. it's just not possible. But I think, well, but yeah. I think there ought to be some value if you give the top two a buy and then three and four, they get a home game like it used to be. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. Bring that you know, back. We're, we're, we're adding – we're adding more and more people 
into the into the mix of playoffs. It's almost like the ridiculous mess that that Texas football. And I'm going to high school now, so let me give me a little bit of leeway here. But it's gotten to be in Texas high school now. The top you may only have six teams in a high school district, but the top four are going to the playoffs. You've got teams ten game season. You've got teams that are going to the playoffs that only won three games, four games. It's ridiculous. It's like if if a kid if a kid shows up and knows how to put on his jockstrap the right way, you know he gets a particip- participation trophy. That's fine. As far as saying good, you showed up, you you were a participant, I'm proud of you. Give him the encouragement, but don't send a, a three and seven team to the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not and, familiar you know, the with the high school teams, the high school team well, stuff. It's, but it's but, crazy. With, but with college I'm sorry, with the pros, I agree with you. I think they need to bring back the top two box. What else you got for us? Well, nothing else really. I just wanted to call and say thank you because uh you know, this kind of thing, me kidding you about watch your language, young fella, you know, being the old uh get off my lawn with the, with the with the ruler. I'm gonna wrap your knuckles, boy. You know, here I'm just be careful there. Um I, I didn't have any voices for you today because I was too busy listening to you in in the phone and listening to someone else on T V trying to hear, please stop talking about it and tell me who did the all pro thing because I hadn't seen the list. Yet. I don't think it came when I saw yeah, it. That's at the end of the, two, the, the year. Yeah. Yeah. We came out earlier this morning, I believe, but it was, you know, we got two defenders. We got our top two defenders. We got our, well, t- my, my cousin Tyron, I'm kidding about that, obviously, but, but, you know, Tyron and, and, and Zach, um, on offense and Brian anger, you know, we got two defense, two offense, and one special teamer, and the special teamer probably has had more effect, well, as much effect or more on the success of the team this year than any other player. So I'm glad we got a, a special teamer in there because now Bones will think he's something special. And um, I just want to say thank you for letting me participate. I know TC's listening, Sadiqa's listening. Uh, Stephen White is maybe listening and maybe floating off into the ozone somewhere. Uh, and, uh, you know, and listen, I was, I tried to call in yesterday and I had a Jerry Jones bit for you because anytime you get a Koy on there, I want Jerry Jones to call him Mr. A Koy, um, which yeah, may not be happen. funny, but it sounded, yeah. it sounded funny to me. I don't, you know how it is. Us old people are easily abused, but you guys, you got a great show. And in, in my opinion, I spend more Thanks. time with you than anybody else as far as, you know, shows on YouTube or any other channel. So you got a great thing going, brother. Have a great Christmas, and we will see you next week. Thank you, O'Head. And you have a very, very Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays to you and your family, good brother. You betcha. You betcha. And my brother Marcus, too. I know he's got a good Christmas plan. So you guys uh, just have a great year, and and, uh, we're looking forward to good things starting Sunday night. Yes, sir. Let's clinch this division, man. Appreciate you. Oh, something else in that dang on chat. Um, I brought these back for you, Oed. Get your damn act together. I don't like your attitude. Yeah, I haven't used those in a long time, but I brought those ones back for you. So every time I get a get a stern talking, get your damn act together. You sound just like that man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Man. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Um, all right, look. Let me get to eight oh three. You've been holding. And then I want to get to my very 
first part of my Christmas list for the Dallas Cowboys, my Christmas wish list. So 803, looks like you're from Columbia, South Carolina. Who this? Yeah, this is Coach Marv, man. This is Coach Marv, guy. So. I thought so. It's been a while, Coach Marv. What's going on, Marv P? Yeah, man, you need to lock me in, man. Yeah, lock my number right in. Now. Yeah, man. Man, a hey, great show, man. Uh, you know, I got a couple of points. So uh, Curse, I think he was a, a big time snub yeah. for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the Pro Bowl. I think that was a big time snub. I think Tyron, I, I, I believe what you're saying about Tyron, you, you don't play. Uh, over a third of the season, uh, I mean, or half the season, he shouldn't be. Not saying his play when he plays is not not uh, Pro Bowl, but he's not he's not played enough games. Right. Um, I do think this is wonderful about the Cowboys. I've been a Cowboy fan for a long time, but I do think it it reminds me of the seventies and the nineties okay. that uh, the sum of our parts. It's the importance of this Cowboys mm. team. We don't we 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 not we don't have guys having outstanding years, but we got more players having good years, and that's the sum of the parts is making this team a ten and four uh, number two seed and and possibly a Super Bowl uh, championship team. And that's and and that's very important when you're talking about football. Is mm. you know you can have great players have great years. But you really want the sum of the parts to be the most important part, and I think the sum of our parts of of of, of guys coming along, rookies, guys that uh, that that's having career years based on their their career so far, maybe not Pro Bowl, but they're having career years based on Personally, their stats. Yeah, and yeah. So that's that's very important. But I do have some um, I do have some keys to our success that I want to shoot to you um we were you were talking about the defense and this defense has come so far in a year and i believe this defense can be a top i really believe in this last stretch of the season this defense can become a a probably a top three or a top two defense in this in this last stretch in this playoff run but it's going to be some key there's going to be some keys to that, to that, to that climb that we need. One of those things, and I, and I think a lot of people get it confused when they talk about ball control offense and time of possession. But if the Cowboys control the ball between 32 to 34 minutes a game and dominate uh, time of possession, this defense will become epic. Because if you look at the history of the NFL, most great defenses do have offenses that control time of possession, where they have to play less plays. And they force the other offense to play into the strength of their defense. If we control time of possession, then we make teams rush or feel that they are rushed because they don't have the ball enough. That that plays into the the strength of our defense. Yeah, and when coach. you play into the strength of our defense, we're gonna get turnovers. We're gonna get sacks because you're not gonna be able to be patient enough with this defense, and you're gonna go into the strength, and then you're gonna start playing fast, and that's what we want you to do. 
Yeah, I think we finally, real quick, if I can chime in on that, I think we finally have a defense to be able to do that successfully offensively. I think when we were doing it before, it was more so keep away. Um, I think what this offense needs to do now is, yes, play the T.O.P. game, but you have to convert in a red zone because the T.O.P. game don't matter if all you're going to do is kick field goals all game. And you only got 17 17 points in a team that's 19 to win. Right, but you feel better now with this team if you have a long drive. And I, and, I, and I understand perfectly what you're talking about. We need to be more efficient in the Reds. Yes. But with, now you feel better now if you have a five- or six-minute drive and you get balled down and you say, okay, I'll take the field goal. Because of the fact I'm taking time off the clock, plus I got a defense that's not I'm not worried about the other team going right down the score. I feel better key, about the teams we're playing. Huh? I don't feel good about doing that against teams in the playoffs. I, I do, I'm not trying to be a team that scores 17 points against the Rams, the Cardinals, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Green Bay Packers. Like, I feel like the offense well, is I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to be that, guy, but I yeah. think this is the key to the offense. And I know a lot of people are talking about the offense. Mm. But you have to be who you are. And there are certain key things with doing my coaching career when I used to go through – stats and, and we look through stats and some hidden stats and we say okay if we hit these measures what is our how how well do we play and there's a couple of key stats that shows when when the Cowboys hit these certain things their offense is better they win games one of those stats is we got to we got to have at least between 32 and 34 rushing attempts a game if you watch if you look at our team this year Every every time we hit that measure, we have averaged over forty points, almost forty points a game, and we have won all of those. When we control time possession, we have won all of those. When we hit nineteen to twenty-two attempts in a game, and this has probably been for a couple of uh, years in rushing attempts, we are we are our offense is mediocre at best. We have some games where we just throw the ball around, and we have big games, passing games, but then usually they come out to be L's. These are the measures that's going to help us. I don't care if it's Tony Pollard, Zeke, Elliott, whoever. That keeps us on schedule. That keeps our – I always tell people this. Running the ball controls – running off – running the ball controls is is where you control the offense. Passing game where you score points. You can't – I didn't never like using the passing game for the controlling and the scoring. I we think gotta, you, you we just got need a, a balance situation here with attack. Huh? You got to be balanced. I See, think that's what we're we're getting at here. And attack in the passing game. I think sometimes we in the last couple of weeks we've been, you know, last week with the Giants we ran the ball better, but then we ran the ball better, and okay. Well, let's use our passing game to be attacking. Well, it doesn't make any sense if we run the ball a little bit better and then we still doing a short passing game. Well, that's 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 counterproductive. Let's attack in the passing game. Let's be physical up front. There's context and let's attack to all in the passing right. game. Yeah, I, I, what you're so, saying is very general, though. Like, there's there's a ton of context left out in the, in what you're saying. Like, yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you got to be a, an attack. You want to be an attacking passing offense, but if the defense is not allowing you to be that, 
then you do have to be what they call a controlled passing game, right? And that's where the that's what defenses are doing to the Cowboys right now is they're making them be a controlled passing game and matriculate down the field, which is why I put the emphasis on red zone because they'll allow you to get to that green zone, red zone area. But if you're one for five, two for six, two for five, then teams will take it all day, right? So, you know, right. it's 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 matchup-based. It's a week-to-week thing. There's no one way to skin a cat. I think we're leaving out context when we say, hey, just run the ball 30 times, 35 times, you'll automatically win or you'll have the better chance to win. I think if I'm running the ball 30 to- 35 times and I'm only getting 3.2 yards per carry, I'm a de- as a defense, I take it all day, especially if you can't convert in the red zone. So, like, it, it, what you're saying in a general sense, it makes sense as long as, long as there is some uh, efficiency in both the passing and uh, running game. If there's no efficiency in one or the other, you're now one-dimensional. And one-dimensional teams well, you know, are easier you to know defend. Something? Sky, you know something about our red zone? And I want to ask you this. Because, like I said, I I watch every Cowboy game. I, I, I re-watch it. I break it down. And with my coaching experience, I've been, I was a defense coordinator for a lot longer than I was a head coach. Does it seem to you that you can call every, every play that we, in, when we get in the red zone, you can call them and you're sitting at home and you can call yeah. these plays before they happen? Yeah. Because I know I can. Mm-hmm. And if I was a defensive coordinator against our, against our, our team, I feel I really got a feeling that, and and this is not you no know, pat myself on the back, but I can I can I can call Kellen Moore plays before he even line them up because, and that is that's a that's a very and that's not a that's not a that's not a a a, 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 a saying Kellen Moore is not a a great offensive could be a great offensive coordinator, but I think sometimes getting to a point. Where teams over the over the course of the season they start getting on your tendencies. I understand people are saying this thing about oh we holding things back. That could be a double edged sword if you're trying to hold things back. That's where I was somewhere say, down the line you're gonna have to put them on the field. I was I was gonna ask you are they holding things back? Is that conspiracy a real? Because thing? If, if you are holding things back, how long is that gonna work, Sky? If you hold things back, that's that work one week because after you show them. In the first week of the playoffs, then that trick is over. I am a fan of it. I, I'm not saying you got to empty the clip with everything you got, but I, I'm saying yeah, that's right. I'm not a fan of it either. Do do <laughs> do stuff to convert and score, you know. And I don't believe they're doing that or down there. Um, I, I'm not even tripping about what they do in between the twenties because talent alone gets those gets them, you know, down into that red zone area. Um, even though there's a lot of basic ass plays they run, coach, in between the twenties, but Maybe he's holding back there as well, but um, these all these and I and I watch uh uh and and that really um when I watch uh, Okoye's uh breakdown um I've been saying for the last three years this all curl thing this all curl route uh four curls I've been saying for years that should have been gone that's been around for a while and that's been a staple of our offense for a lot. Jason Gary years, because what I think it does, Sky, is this: when you run basic routes with Amari Cooper and CD Lamb, 
you minimize their talent. Mm -hmm. Because what you do is you run basic routes with them. That's, with Amari Cooper, you have, to, you have to really say, I'm going to scheme where I'm going to utilize his best asset. His best asset is a route runner. So when you run majority of the game, you run him on a, or you throw him a screen pass, or you run him a little a curl, or you run him a slant, and you don't utilize his post corners, his seven, his dig routes, where he does, where his route running ability can come to the forefront, you minimize his talent and you make him guardable. That's just like a, mm -hmm. a seven-foot uh, basketball player and you give him the ball at the three-point line. Yeah, th there should be you no minimize your talent. There should be no excuse that while Amari Cooper isn't averaging at least six, seven receptions a game, I don't care if it comes at the cost of Michael Gallup not seeing the ball between the twenties five times. I don't care because Amari Cooper is better between the twenties. Michael Gallup is better once you get to that green zone, red zone, unless you're going deep. Um, so you should there should be direct plays, game plan plays to get guys like Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Tony Pollard, your explosive guys, big play guys, the rock, whether it be fast or whether it be schematically, intermediately, or down the field. And it doesn't seem to be that. It seems to be, all right, here we go. This is the play. You got to run here. You run here. You beat your man. We're going to read one, two, three, and we're going to try to find an open guy in, in three seconds. It's, it's silly to me. You got guys that are mismatched problems. Go watch, and I know Dak is not uh, um, Rodgers, but go watch the scheme. Go watch how Matt LaFleur schemes up Devontae Adams. He schemes him up to get matchups. We don't do that, in my opinion, with our guys. So, you'll never get, you'll never take the when teams talk about they'll take Devontae Adams out of, out of the game. Green Bay, that it's never that happens. happens. <laughs> that would never happen because they're going to make sure. Right that they find ways to get him the football. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with the Cowboys that I have a real problem with Kellen. Um you don't have to be complex to be to be good, but you have to utilize the talents you have mm -hmm. and you have to utilize them at their strengths. And you have to make sure that they, that you get these these guys certain amount of plays and let everybody else eat after that because it makes it easier for the other guys after the big guys get their their line get I hate to say it, their line share. So you know, that's how you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a thing with that. But again, Sky, I'm not I'm not talking about three three yards in a cloud of dust. Mm. But I understand this about football. When you get into this time of the year and it starts. The weather starts changing, and you have a a and I, and I, a lot of people talk about Zeke as a power back. Well, Zeke is not a power back like a fullback. Zeke, Zeke is what I call a heavy tackling back. He's a downhill that means runner. Downhill runner, but what I call heavy. He's a heavy back because even when you tackle him from the side, he's a heavy load and carries ten through twenty in his career is where he gets his yards. If you're expecting Zeke to get a lot of yards between the first one and eight carries, that's not going to happen. But when you get in the third quarter and that and, and, and tackling that heavy guy in this, when it gets colder and when you injuries, the mounted bruises up here, 
you don't want to, guys make decisions they don't want to tackle guys like that. They allow guys to get five or six more yards because they're just trying to pull them down and they're not trying to hit them anymore. Mm-hmm. But again, history it repeats itself. It's got one thing I've learned, history repeats itself. And we have been fortunate here to have a team that is set up like all the championship teams that we have had, and that goes back to the 70s. If you look at the style, the style, the makeup of these teams, you can see that this this team has that same makeup. But we have to be consistent to our ancestry. We have to be. We have to know who we are. We don't need to change who we are. If we do who we are, don't worry about what anybody else does. If we do what we are and we be who we are, with our talent, who we are, are getting number six this year. Who are we? We are a physical, upfront team. And, and I'm going to say this, and you may not agree with this. If Zeke and Paula eat, they eat first. The rest of the guys will eat big time. They sure. will eat in big plays. I'm not in disagreement if that we this, reverse that. I'm not in disagreement that we, this run game needs to find its way. We, I'm not sure if you if you listened a few shows ago, but we talked. One of the things mm-hmm. we talked about was getting this run game to find its footing for the playoffs. I said this, and, and I'll continue to say it: you can have the greatest defense in the world. Go look at historic defenses and what follows in the postseason. It's usually a run game. I said if we don't have there a run go. game, if we don't have a run game that follows this great defense, it won't matter. It really won't because you're not going to go into Lambeau, throw the ball 45 times. So I'm with you. They got to find the run game. And Philadelphia has saved, Philadelphia saved their season because – Well, that's a whole nother. Because Listen, listen, listen. Philadelphia saved – Scott, look at this. Philadelphia had so many – when they came play the Cowboys the first time and doing that stretch, they wouldn't run the football at all. They, they were averaging like – 10 carries a game. They decided to run the ball in the last seven to eight weeks. And that's the only reason they back to seven to seven. Cause about how they're doing it. And, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I appreciate the call uh, coach Mar. All right, man. Keep doing you. Happy holidays to you, man. You too. have a great holiday. You and your, you and your fam. Um, yeah, I, I've said this before about the, the Washington run game about the Niners run game and about Philly's run game. I would still steal so many plays from them. So many plays in the, in the way they run the rock. And it's not about having a dominant offensive line. It's really, really schematically. They set their players up to perform well within their scheme. Whereas Dallas have been extremely a simplistic in their run game. And then B it's a lot of in and out, in and out and stubbornness in running a hobbled Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we've said this forever over the last few weeks. They need to find this damn run game. Um, and I don't care if it's running the ball 35, 40 times. I care about it being efficient. Efficiency wins. Quantity does not. If, if you don't believe me, go watch the Tennessee Titans. Go watch the, the 49ers over the last, their little run. Primarily predominant run teams could not get over the hump because they don't have a quarterback or a passing offense that can get the job done when need be against a team that can do that. You know, it's about being a balance. When the Cowboys were the best team in the league, in my opinion, they were balanced on both 
parts of the offense via run game and the passing department. They have to find that balance heading into this postseason because the only worry I have is if they're an extremely unbalanced team going up against one of these top-tier teams and they can't get off on one or the other. And, yes, I'm talking in the past, too. Like, if you run the ball 35 times at 4.5 yards per clip, you got 200 rushing yards, but you can't you can't throw the rock at some point, you're going to be the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry. Seriously. Yeah. So I just think they need to find a balance. So here's what we're going to do. Give a quick little 30-second break, and uh, we'll come back and we'll get into our quick Christmas wish list for the Cowboys. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my goodness. We beat the brakes off, y'all. Whoop that trick. All right, all right, all right. Here is my Christmas list this week starting off with the Dallas Cowboys clinching the division okay that's number one you got to get that home playoff game if you don't get the the number one overall seed at the very least get the home playoff game in the first round they consider the wild card round now even though the Cowboys probably could be the number two seed and have a bye in a normal year but whatever so get that home game clinch the division Check that first goal off, right? That's always goal number one. Win the division. And everything else will follow from there. Um, I think they're going to do it prior to Sunday, Sunday night, but it is what it is. That's number one on my wish list. This would be number one on everybody's wish list. I'll give my number two, and then I'll go back to the phone lines. We'll get three and four. Uh, Number two. Come on, come on up. I need the defense, or I wish for the defense to continue its turnover run. Okay, Dallas Cowboys have 12 turnovers in the last three games, uh, and a league-leading 31 turnovers makes this defense a feared defense. Seriously. Now, I want to roll into the playoffs with that same energy, letting everybody know you just can't be careless with the Rock. A lot of people coming into this season just wanted the Cowboys defense to be opportunistic, right? Oh, an opportunistic. This defense is beyond opportunistic. I want to keep it that way. This defense is taking the ball away. They're not lucking into these these turnovers. I'm going to chart it. Maybe not now. Maybe not during the season. Maybe in the postseason. Maybe later when the year's over. I'm going to chart takeaways and opportunistic turnovers. I guarantee you the takeaway department is way higher than this whole, hey, we lucked up into it or the ball bounced our way. The Dallas Cowboys are forcing so many turnovers right now that if I'm an offensive coordinator, if I'm an offensive player, I have to think about that. I have to think about where I'm throwing a rock or or I have to be more controlled in my passing game or maybe I have to run more because I don't want to put the ball in the air because of this pass rush. So I'm wishing for them boys to continue this turnover run and to clinch the division. Those are two of my four. All right, I had Brandon on hold, and then five oh five, and we'll get back uh, into my Christmas wishes. What's up, B? What's going on, guy? Not much without you. Can you hear me? 
Yes, sir. I got you. Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. Oh, my bad, y'all. I just uh, was walking out the gym. Hey, man, I just had a quick comment, man. Do you think that the boys are interested in Bashar Breeland? I know he had a situation in uh, Minnesota, but I don't know, man. I just – you probably disagree with this, man, but I'm I'm not a believer in A.B., man. I'm sorry. I think teams are not attacking A.B. enough, especially down the field. Seriously? And when teams – when teams decide to attack him down the field, it's usually it's the third and seven, third and nine, and they get it. And I just think there's going to be a team that's going to say, look, we're going after him all game. Um, we're not going to throw this ball over there with Diggs. I just, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a believer in cornerbacks that aren't, that aren't physical down the field, and I don't think he's that. And I'm not saying Bashar Breeland is the Bashar be all end all. He's been awful this year, bro. No, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm just saying as far as, as far as just having some depth because we, I'm just, why, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust AB man. I don't trust him. But you trust Bashar Breeland? Physical. No, no, no. I'm just talking about depth. Well, well, you got the because depth. You, some, you're young buck. Put your boy Boss Man in there if you believe that. But I'm about to give you some stats to just, you know tell you why you're wrong but if you want to bench him then just put in your boy right boss man fat no i feel you i'm not saying bench him but okay look this is what i'm afraid of happening you saw last week right against the giants when the giants needed a play typically who did they pick on Hold on. <laughs> when they got that, when they got, when it was, when, no, I'm just serious. When they got, when they got that long completion down the field, it was just, it's like, Sir. damn, man, it's like it's third and sixteen. I'm dead serious. Third. I'm dead serious. Can you remind me here? When did Anthony Brown get beat in a meaningful snap last week against the Giants? Oh no, it was still a game. They were only, they were up. What was it? I think it was right after the third. It was in the third quarter when he got beat down the right sideline. It was twenty-one to six when in the third beat, quarter. No, was it twenty? No, was, was it was it twenty-one to six? I mean, technically it's a game, but I mean, is it really? Is <laughs> it Giants? No, I'm but no, 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 no. I'm just saying what I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying he's trash, but what I'm saying is there's going to be a team that is going to exploit that a little more, and sure. that's what I'm worried about. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying bench him. I'm just saying what happens when a team really decides to say, you know what, all game. We're going to abuse them all game. I mean, it's not realistic. That's what but, I'm worried about. All right, so let me, let me help you out here. Anthony Brown has been, I believe, the first or second most targeted cornerback in the entire National Football League. For most of this year, mm-hmm. when Anthony Brown has been in man-to-man coverage, he's been statistically a top-five productive cornerback in man-to-man coverage. Anthony Brown, aside from that travesty of a Raiders game with right. Ed Hockley. I mean, that was serious. I mean, seriously, it was bullshit. That was ridiculous. He's no, only was, he's only it had was. one penalty when being targeted downfield. Um, I get the disdain for AB because we kind of have a little bit of PTSJG with AB, right? Like we think about AB's career as opposed to what AB is doing right now. But I, I can get having a trust factor. But here's the problem, bro. There's not anybody on the street in week 15 you're going to bring in here that's been playing better than Anthony Brown. Most teams, most, not all, but most teams have a, a cornerback oppo of their cornerback one that teams are going to target because they're just not as good as that cornerback one. I would argue to look around the NFC 
Anthony Brown mm-hmm. has played better than any cornerback probably on the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers staff. Anthony Brown as a cornerback two would probably be a cornerback two in Green Bay. I don't know. Y'all could tell me. Um, who else? I don't even know who the other cornerback is in, 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 in the Cardinals, so I'm not going to act like I can say that there. But what I'm getting at right. is if you stack A.B. up against most of the cornerback twos with the contenders, I think he could hold his mm-hmm. weight this year. So on yeah. one hand, I feel you in the sense of you don't trust him. I, I can't change your trust in A.B. But on the other hand, I got to right. tell you that teams – have been targeting Anthony Brown all season. He's the first or second most targeted corner, and I believe he's given up one touchdown since week two and has three interceptions. So I'm okay with A.B. If you want to bench him, I would go with Young Buck, Boss Man, Fat, but that would you know that would be rough to do because then what's, if you're going to bench him, what you're telling the rest of your team is, hey, no matter if you're playing good, I don't feel good about you, I'm going to bench you. That I don't know if that's a message you want to send. Right, and like I said, I'm not saying, you know, bench him. I'm just saying, like, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you don't I'm, feel I'm not comfortable with I'm a little worried. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, and I'm not even going, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to let nobody change my pain on it. It's just, I don't trust, I don't trust it. I hear you. But, and, you know, and I may get, your, but I respect your opinion. No, he may get, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you the facts. I'm trying to leave my opinion aside from it, right? I'm just trying to give you some, that's why I gave you the numbers. Like, the fact of the matter is, no. he, he's been solid this year, but, a trust issue is something that I'm not going to try to change your mind on because I get it. I totally 100% get you being uncomfortable because what you're thinking about is third and eight with a minute and 45 left. Aaron Rodgers Rodgers is out there, and you know exactly where he's probably going to go with the Rock. They're going to try to match up Devontae Adams over there, even if they don't have Devontae Adams. You're thinking they're going to attack Anthony Brown, and you just don't got the confidence. And some of their schemes sometimes, I'll be like, okay, I understand A.B. is out there. Like, to me, like, let's just say we have to play the Packers. There's nothing in me that says Dan Quinn is going to say, all right, A.B., we're going to put you and we're going to double Devontae as much as we can all game. You're going to have help. No, they're going to – why would you do that? I would just ha- I would just have Trayvon Diggs follow him around all game. Okay. I would, see, I'm, I'm more I'm more to build – Bill Belichick way where I'm gonna put my second best corner on you and I'm gonna double, and then I'm gonna put my my best corner on your second receiver and my set my corner should be able to dominate do, him without no help. I'm you, more I'm more to Bill Belichick way. That's you can mix I'm, it up, but that would be a mistake against Devontae Adams. He beats double teams. You need a cornerback that can get in his grill all day and they can make it tough for him every single rep. Um, he he literally knows how to beat. They practice against learn, knowing how to beat double teams. Him and Aaron Rodgers. So I think against that man, you need to put your best cornerback on him and make it be talent versus talent and mix it up. Right? Obviously, mix it up. Sometimes you use a double yeah. team with uh, Diggs. Sometimes you you throw somebody else at him. But I, I would be wary All of right. putting AB on Devontae Adams. I don't give a damn if you got three people over there, bro. Like, like he's he's like that. <laughs> he's like that. No, no, no facts. He is like that. And I respect him. That's why I'm talking about a double team. Yeah. And my last point, man, I'm going to let you go, man. Um, I, I'm just to kind of touch on what the last caller said. You know, I called in on Monday and I was talking about putting Amari in the slot more. Yeah. It's no way that Amari Cooper's route running ability, man, is just so limited. And I think, he's the, I don't know, the coach guy, he hit it right on the head when he said, Coach Mar, you're man. Limiting Amari Cooper's talent. You're limiting his talent. By just running these button hooks and these slants, 
You're not you're not putting any pressure on the defense with his route running ability. And we can sit here and say what we what we don't. The difference between, in my opinion, what I see between uh, Morris Keller Moore's offense and Jason Garrett's offense was the pre snap motion. Yeah. When when Kellen Moore is not doing the pre snap motion, the passing game is the same. It's button hooks and their slants. When was the last time you seen a dig? When's the last and time? And that's we, the problem. Well, uh, I don't even mind. Yeah, right. No post corners, no sevens. I don't even mind a slant though, because the slant gives you an opportunity to get some yak. And I feel like we've completely did away with the slant. Like I don't even know. This is a bunch no, we, of button yeah. hooks, bro. It's a bunch of button hooks Man. and screens. Bro, I'm so tired. I'm, if I see another hook, bro, I might lose my damn mind. I'm t- and it, like I said, we're making it so much easy, Man. easier on these defenses to defend us. We can't keep doing that, bro. If we I just s- can't keep doing it. If we have, I hear we the announcer pressure. say "screen" one more time, shut up. Say it again. Say something else. Say something else. Oh! Say something else. Man, all blame, all blame you, bro. But I'm like, they gonna have to do something with these. They gonna have to expand the passing game more, cause, I, cause you just not gonna be able to, like you said, decide to just empty the clip, in uh, in the in the in um the, the, post-season. the postseason. Say, all right, we gonna unlock everything now because you still haven't did it in games in the game situation, and that's what matters. My and saving. Not practicing enough. They're not practicing enough. Oh yeah, we got a light practice. It's Wednesday. Fuck that. Practice. They got Mark two. My language. No, they got two more padded practice the rest of the year. My saving grace is is I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and get on this conspiracy train with a lot of people that that been trying to tell me. All I can think of, bro, is that he's holding back. Like that's that's the only explanation. Because it makes That's no sense. I promise you, if anybody I, has access, you don't even need the goddamn all twenty-two. But if you got access to it, go watch the way he called games the first six weeks of the season, fam. It is night and day, night and day. There's, there's no. That is not no fake. I'm not foo fooing it. I'm not coming at Kellen. That's just fact. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just ride with maybe he is holding stuff back for the playoffs. If I, I don't agree with it, but with I'm gonna ride with it, bro. Because that's the only. Th- he's not stupid. I, Kellen Moore not stupid, man. He's smart, dude. But, but the fact that. And what do we think sometimes? Yo, he's, he's too smart. To be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> too smart. Yeah. Sometimes we be like, we give him so much credit. Like, oh no, he's not that dumb. <laughs> but they end up doing weird shit, bro. Like, and and the thing I'm worried a bit about the defense. I'm worried about somebody. The thing that I think is going to stop, prevent us really in the playoffs is our linebackers. I'm not talking Micah Parsons rushing. When a team decides to just say, you know what, we're going to run right at you. We're going to run right at you for 30 times a game. And if you show us that you can't handle it, you're going to open up our passing game and we're going right over, right over your head. Oh, if you play that's the, what's going to take if those. If you play the Niners, that's they're what's going, going to do take Niners or even the Vikings. Like, don't, man, I'm going to tell you something. The Vikings, that's a bad matchup for the Cowboys. What? I don't care what nobody say. Sir. I, man, I, I, I'm, Sir. I'm not talking to so you. Think it, I, I'm tell, all right, bro. We just. Right, cool. Did you forget we I, played them? I didn't, say we, I didn't say we didn't play them. I didn't say we didn't be. I'm talking about matchups because they will run the football. What, what's the. I'm, I, Sky, I'm telling you, bro. B. That outside zone running scheme scares the shit out of me B. with Jefferson Real quick. and Thielen, bro. Real quick. 
real it's, quick. All you need is Kirk Cousins Bean, not to mess it up. Just hold on, hold on. You know we played them earlier and shut them the hell down, right? Okay. Without that one, that's, hold, okay. Hold, hold, hold on. Without Demarcus Lawrence, okay. without Tristan Hill, okay. without Neville Gallimore, without Randy Gregory. Do, you want me to keep going? And they didn't. No, and, Randy okay. was there. Randy was there. I'm sorry, but we did that without those guys. And Michael so Parsons. They beat the Packers. And Michael Parsons. So you think they're whoop, a better team than the Packers. My, my Packers defense ain't better than the Cowboys defense. They don't got the horses we got up in their front seven like that. They ain't got them boys. Man, I'm just I'm just talking about matchups. The teams that bother me the most are teams that have the ability to really. That's run why the I said the That's Niners. What I'm talking about. That's Man, why I said the Niners. Could... All right, all right, Scott. Remember, I'm. I hope I'm wrong. Believe me. Only I reason why I'm I got wrong. this confidence, if... B, is because we've seen it. If, if I didn't see it, right? If I didn't see it, I would be like, "Yeah, you're right." Because I went into that game against the Vikings, and I was like, "Hey, man, this is a running team. We have yet to see the Cowboys really kind of clamp down as a you know on defense running wise." And then they went in there and they did what they did on the road with a backup quarterback at that. So you damn right, I got confidence in them doing it again. What, what you mean, bro? I don't. I, I'm just saying, man. I'm just uh, as a defensive uh, tackle, bro. I hated playing teams that said we're gonna run this ball on y'all ass because all we need is our quarterback not to mess it up. And you can say what you want about Kirk Cousins. Go look at Kirk Cousins' statistics. He's not having a bad year, but he just makes a bonehead play every now and then. That just be like, damn, why did he do? Sir, that? B, where B, where you, where, where, bro? Where's your uh? Say it with your chest. We made Kirk Cousins look like you. trash. All right. All right. I'll put it to you like this. I trust the Vikings passing game more than I trust the Cowboys. Now, right. if we're talking about I, with a healthy Thielen. Okay. I'm Whatever. You. I'm just saying. I know we shut down Thielen. I know we shut down. Well, Thielen got a touchdown on us. But we shut down Jefferson. We shut down Kirk Cousins. Had 116 passing yards on us with the bull on the other side throwing the rock. Cooper Rush. That's if you shook it of game. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings All in the playoffs, right, you might as well not even watch the playoffs. I'm talking game. about matchups, bro. So, so who if the if Kirk, their ability who, to who's the who? who right. So or, or, let me ask you something. Who who is a not a bad matchup for the Cowboys in the playoffs? Then? And I'm not talking about these little wild cards, six and eight teams or whatever they is. I'm talking about the top you know, guys. You know, you know who I think is a a better matchup. I think the Rams. I'm gonna tell you why because they're going to get carried away and they're going to allow the Cowboys to do what they do best, and that's rush the pastor. So the teams that get out that get out of that run, man, I'm just, I'm just telling you, because that gives you the opportunity to do what you do best. Let me go back and find this box. Because you, 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 you got amnesia, bro. You got amnesia. I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you from a player standpoint, you bro, got amnesia. I hated teams that committed that committed to running the ball and said, fuck it, we're going to run at you all game. Okay. They had 20 carries, 23 carries, I'm sorry, 20 carries between Dalvin Cook and, and Alexander Madison for 83 yards, brother. And one of those one of those carries was 19 yards, so they was shut down for most of that game. Here, here, hold on, hold on. Kirk Cousins, 184 passing yards, bro. And he didn't even get hit that much. I'm a, I'm a remember it, and I hope I'm wrong. So I hope you. I hope I call in and, and when they, if they plan me, you be like B. 
what the hell was you talking about three weeks ago? I'm saying it now because I've seen like, it happen on the road at that. All bro. right. At, on the road. Okay. Okay. But we, like I said, we, we just have two different perspectives of it. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just talking about matchups. I do not like teams against this against the Cowboys that commit to running the football. It changes the game. You know why? Because we're sitting here it. saying the same thing uh, about the Cowboys. If the Cowboys run the ball, they'll be this, this, and that. So why? And we have work, and we don't have I the pray. best. You all here, you killing Van Der Esch every other week, killing him. And you go, you think point? he gonna all of a sudden against a team that's gonna run right at him? He gonna be better? He's better when he's running. He's he's chasing plays down. Look at damn bottom late Vanderes. Michael Parsons that goddamn linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys when our boys is out there. Goddamn Drayton Vanderes. We got Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Demarcus Lawrence, also Diggy Zuba. Boy, you be, come on, man. Fi, go, go find your star, B. Come on, dog. What we talking about? I'm just, I'm just. We I'm talking just about? talking about matchups, bro. I hear I'm just talking about you. matchups, my G. That's my, all. my matchup that worries yeah. me for that is San Fran. But hey. Hey, B, let me get to some other callers, yo. Go ahead, man. Have a good one, G. Appreciate it. Have a happy holidays, bro. I don't even got words, man. Disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. I ain't, I, I don't used all my energy up. That's disappointing. You know, we have physical proof of the Dallas Cowboys holding the Minnesota Vikings on the road to 16 points. Physical. <sighs> Neville Gallimore is looking like a goddamn beast. Michael Parsons is patrolling the middle. Demarcus Lawrence is one of the best run defenders in the NFL. Tristan Hill, Osa, Randy, J-Rock. Malik, all these boys have been beasting in the run game. They've earned our trust, in my opinion. I'm just disappointed, you know? <sighs> Old me. So I know I'm doing better. <laughs> I don't want the, I don't want in, man. I don't want in. I, I get the concern about a running team, but I think they've earned our trust in being able to defend the run or saying, Listen, you want to run the rock, go right on ahead. Go right on ahead. Get your little, get into third and six, third and eight. If you don't get a couple yards and now you in third and ten, or you you get behind the sticks, by all means, go right on ahead, man. The Minnesota. The Minnesota. Um, help me out here. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. What it is, what it do. Man, listen. That man, bugger, boy, he's still dealing with that J D syndrome. That was wrong with him. <laughs> I, oh man, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm disappointed. That's the word I'm going to use, man. I'm, I'm disappointed here, bro. Like, did you, did, I guess he, you know what? He maybe he's still thinking about last year. He or, must be stuck in 2020 versus 2021. Last year he talked about when we couldn't stop the run last year. Yeah, but even then we beat Minnesota last year. That was the Donovan Wilson game. Yeah, you're right. We did beat Minnesota last year. We beat Minnesota back-to-back years with backup quarterbacks. 
backup cornerbacks. Oh, they got the same team. Oh, you know what? I'm getting hype again. My bad, bro. This is your call. I, I, you know. Uh, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I don't know why that man called in with that negative energy, bro. It should be. Let's go to talk about Washington. This is clinch week. We got to clinch ourselves a playoff spot and going to worry about getting that number one and number two seed. I ain't worried about any other team. All I know is this. As long as our defense plays the way it's been playing and we keep getting better, everybody's going to have to worry about Dallas, whether we're going to them or whether they're coming to us. That's the only thing everybody needs to worry about. Thanks. And then on top of that, the offense, I do feel like Kellen Moore has probably dialed it down a little bit mm. because we were being a little too aggressive at the beginning of the year. So he wants everybody to fall asleep on the offense thinking that maybe, oh, the offense isn't doing so good. We could come and steal a win. Playoff comes, I think the offense is going to go back into explosive mode. I think maybe it might start against Philly, and then we're going to carry it into the postseason. I don't see what he was talking about. Um, yeah, I see that Dak is struggling. The offensive line is not playing the best. But, you know, everybody's not 100%, so everybody's playing hurt. There's not one player in the league that's playing that's not playing hurt. Or, sure. Yeah, that's not playing hurt. So – at the end of the day, dude, you know, he just needs to relax. Remember, you take football one game at a time. Any given Sunday, anything can happen, and the Cowboys are giving everybody that work this year. So this is the year that you need to enjoy the ride and just stop worrying. Just enjoy it. The more you worry, the less you're going to realize what's actually going on around you. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Well, that's all. That's all I want to say, man. I got a three-day weekend coming up, boy, so I'm feeling good, man. <laughs> hey, bro, listen. That's why I said I didn't know how many people was out for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like like myself. Well, Sunday I'll be working, but today is your Friday, basically, man. So enjoy it, brother, and uh, happy holidays to you and the fam. Yes, sir. Blessings, my brother. I'm 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 trying to pull up. I'm trying to pull up this tape, y'all, because I, I just want him to see. What we did to these boys. And it, it, it ain't quite working, but I'm going to figure this thing out. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to figure this goddamn thing out so y'all can see Mike against these boys because, I mean, he may need a reminder. Still ain't want to pop up. Come on. I don't know why it does this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get 775 in here, and I'm going I'm to figure this thing out because, really, the Vikings, bro, bro the Vikings, uh, seven seven five. What it is? What it do? What's up, Scott? Um, I think we talked a couple games ago about the defense. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I know I'm a little new to the show and everything, but I mean, I I thought we we got ones and third and ones. And, you know, we got Neville back. We got Osa back. Yo. Justin Halp. And, you know, powerful That's what play. I'm trying to figure out. Like, like if if this is the defense, you what what defense in the NFL could stop any good running game? Then, right? Like, like what? Maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be the only other run defense that you could argue. You know, you feel more confident in. But what other defense are you not, are you more confident in than a Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore, Osa, Tristan, and mm-hmm. and J Rock and Malik and Micah? Like what? I don't know, man. I, I wanted I wanted to yell for you, Scott, because I'm like I said, I'm all about defense, and I was like, it's not like we getting bullied. I I think to yeah. be honest, I think our defense was good from the jump. Obviously, they 
they've played better with the turnovers. Like, the turnovers is crazy, man. Like, when y'all was talking about matchups, I was just like, I was just laughing. Like, I, I, I understood everything. I understand nothing he was saying. That's the matchup um, but, um, I'm not scared of. Like, I mean, get to the playoffs, you, you got to respect every opponent. I still respect them. I don't even want to use the word scared, but if there was matchup rankings, the Vikings are not at the top of that list, man. It's just not. <laughs> I mean, once we get our offense back online, I don't think ain't going to be – if we get our offense back online, I'm I'm not going to say it. Yeah, that's the other thing. That if the offense gets going, that's going to make teams not be able to run the ball, right? Like, that's the other thing. Yeah, they're going to get tired. They're going to get tired from their defense going back out there. If the offense get back to how it was and the defense keep, you know, getting turnovers, then it's, you know, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. But um, anyway, I just want to talk about Malik Hooker, man. I, I think I was watching last game. Or no, okay, not last game, but um, the one before that. And and I've I seen flashes of Malik all year, and – Last game, it just it just came all together. He made a couple um, good tackles, and then he had the interception. Mm-hmm. I always thought the I like KZ, but um, I always thought Hooker should be, you know, that deep safety. I feel like KZ sometimes take the wrong angles. I feel like if Hooker was in there when KZ was in there, it'd probably be different. Yeah. Like, so here's my thing about the Hooker and KZ thing. KZ for about 85% of this season, has played the, the, the roof assignment, I think, very well. Like, I think he's played that well. His angles have been – he's taken some bad angles that have been noticeable and have been giving up some touchdowns. So, um, I would agree with that there. But it, it's going to be real hard for me to take Malik Hooker out of the role that he is. And I love how Koye framed it. He said, KZ is like the – what do you call it? The rainbow, right, where he's just kind of – he's at the top. He's the umbrella. Whereas Malik Hooker – is a sphere. So he's everywhere. And I think Malik Hooker has made plays everywhere, and I would hate to take him out of that role. But if they needed to, if you said, hey, we need to pick one or the other for a roof, I would definitely go with KZ if that's all we used him as. I'm sorry, not KZ. Yeah. My bad, y'all. Well, I'm, I'm Hooker. We'll be Hooker. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, you know Dan Quinn, he's going to find a way for certain plays to use both yeah. of them. Just like the same way he's going to find Neville and Osa and Bohanna, for for instance, to stop the run. So I don't know. I'm not worried about the run, to be honest. With you. I'm not yeah, really yeah te- teams are going to hit something here and there, but I mean, they've given me confidence. If all right, I'm not going to continue to. I'll just show the tape here in a little bit. But go ahead, bro. No, uh, all right. So yeah, I ain't worried about our defense. I'm just. Okay, so our offense looked better with the running game. He was right about – I was probably on the train with Connor McGovern, you know, in the beginning, and I was just like, uh, it's still happening. <laughs> People still getting in the backfield more – actually, more often. Um, my only problem with big Connor was the penalties. But, once, yeah. you know, that last that last game, you know, I didn't see no penalties. If you could, penalties. If you could do that, I think our best O-line is – Tyron, um, Big Connor, Biotish, you got, of course, Zach Martin, and you got uh, Leo Collins. Think about this for a second. Think about this for a second. We've not seen one singular snap with the original starting five this year. Not one. Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, Leo Collins. Not one yet. Wow. I didn't. 
you serious? Dead serious. Not one snap. So if we can get well, that, if we can get that back into the in the playoffs, that I'm, I think it will give Dak Prescott more confidence in his front because you can clearly see there's some trust issues up front and you having to get the ball out quick and things like that. It may be in the play design as well. We're not getting some of those covered three beaters and things like that downfield. It's just not happening. So, you know, I would love to see us get at least a damn game in with the original starting five. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I just want to, I just want to pick your mind on that. I'll have to see that starting five. Uh, I, I, I'm waiting on it this week if Tyron healthy, but um, yeah. The real test for me, I'll probably call. I'll probably give you a call back uh, around the Arizona game because I'm all about defense and they, you know, everybody. I guess everybody's a high-powered offense and they, you know, they got amazing old line that can stop, you know, in the game or. <laughs> yeah, the, if, like, to be honest, yeah, I appreciate the call, bro, good brother. I'm gonna talk about that uh, off air or off the phone. All right. Yeah, to, to be honest, the Arizona – see, Arizona one that gets me a little bit because of the way Kyler can run, right? Like, like he just gets on my damn nerves that he can get out of certain things. Um, mobile quarterbacks always make me queasy because they can they can create off script, and he's one of the best in the league at creating off script. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that Arizona game. I think it would be a good litmus, litmus test heading into the playoffs. Uh, while A-Rod is not – Kyler running he is still very mobile and that'll be a good test in case you have to run up against an Aaron Rodgers um who else is man, Matt Stafford kind of mobile but he ain't, he ain't like Aaron Rodgers but yeah so they annoy me more than anything um I hate to do this but you know you right special K we got a goddamn Parsons speaking of the devil you know just okay I'm just going to let it talk for it. This is what happened last time the Dallas Cowboys played. Oh, yeah. Fair that run game. It's Carlos Watkins. That's Armstrong. That's Hamilton. It's not Demarcus Lawrence. It's not Neville Gallimore. No. Just going to keep letting it play here. Oh, look at that. Osa Digizua in there. Ah, nowhere to go. Ah. Gosh darn it. Oh, here's the passing game now. The fearful web. Oh, nope. We got a Micah Parsons. I thought for a second there they might get something downfield, but, you know. Didn't happen there. Uh, let's see what we got here. Nope. Micah Parsons again. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like some people need a reminder, so we'll give them a reminder. All right, now we're going to send blockers out there to get Micah Parsons. Nope, didn't work. It's a little four yards. Have a seat. All right, what we got here? Let's see what we got here? Oh, we're just going to show it again. They're getting cute with the two backs. You know, motion them out. Going to cut block our defensive linemen. We're going to live with that four yards. Piss our pants, as my guy says. As Michael Parsons comes around the corner, we're going to go. We're going to go big now. We're going to go full house and try to get Michael Parsons. Nope. Get two yards. Cloud of dust. All right, let's motion the fullback back in. Maybe this zone blocking will we'll get the Cowboys here. Play action. Let's see what we got. Nope, Michael Parsons. Hello. How you doing, number 30? Going to get a little play action work here. Try to trick the Dallas Cowboys. Get number 99, 98 on the running back. Nice cut block. Oh, I, I forgot about the young lion. Okay. All right, let's see if we can get another one here. 
see if we can get another, get something going, get a pass rush, get a holding that they're not going to call. Michael Parsons almost had an interception. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, we'll get a little play action going here. Oh, Michael Parsons in the back. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, do you understand who we have out here at linebacker? Get out my way, LVE. One hand, Michael Parsons. You messing my Christmas spirit up. B, you messing my Christmas spirit up, B. But I had to do that to you. I just had to kind of remind you that we did play the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Depleted. And shut them down. Got all the confidence in the world, man. All the confidence in the world. And you should too, man. You should too. <sighs> you know what? Let me get back to my Christmas list. Let me get back into the spirit, bro. Let me get back to the Christmas spirit. I apologize. I ain't mean to be like that. It's just, I kind of had to remind myself. Did I forget the game? Did I forget what happened in that game? All right, so we had Cowboys clinch the division. Defense need to get right. You see my guy Pinky down there, right? I almost hit. Shut up! Say it again. Say something else. Oh, but B's my guy. I want to do that. All right, so here's my third thing: defense continues to get the turnover run, and then the offense has to have its get right game. Either this week, next week, whatever. But I feel like this week would be a great time to get right because think about it. We're we're going into the playoffs. We're likely going to get a home game. So why not Sunday and against the, the Arizona Cardinals, get your offense back on track, right? Get your offense back on track. At home, the Dallas Cowboys have been better in the red zone, much better in the red zone. Um, they're second in the league when they're at home as opposed to 30th in red zone conversion when they're not. So I would love to see them get it back on track. And Troy Aikman has something to say the other day about this kind of slump or whatever the offense is in. He said, I've been part of some offenses to where we just weren't clicking and things weren't happening for whatever reason. I also know that it can change really, really quickly. Excuse me, y'all. Confidence is an interesting thing. As an offense, you can play really well like the Cowboys were. And for whatever reason whether it be Dak missing a game or they had Lyman in and out uh, who hasn't played, that the disruption is real. But I also know that can happen and then they can come back quickly within one series, sometimes one play. So I just feel like this offense is too explosive. I think they've got too many good players. I tend to agree with uh, our Hall of Fame quarterback, Troy Aikman. Right? Like, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I think this offense is just too damn good. And, you know, y'all been y'all been hitting me up. Y'all been hitting me up for what? The last two weeks or so. Scott, do you think that they're holding back? I'm like, man, no, because that's silly. Why would you hold back so early? Like, like we forget the offense didn't just start being weird the last two weeks. It's been weird for a month and a half. Play calling wise, you know, uh, health wise, uh, execution wise, all that. It's been weird. And for like about three weeks, y'all been saying, you think we hold something back? And I'm like, no. 
But for my sanity, I'm going to go ahead and jump on that ship with y'all. For my sanity. Because I, f- I just... I fail to believe that these that, that Kellen Moore just all of a sudden just got stupid. I know on the road he gets some JG in him. So maybe it's still that. that that's fool me once, shame on me. What they say, fool me twice, you can't get fooled again. That's one of those things where, all right, I know on the road he's a little weird. He's been like that for his whole career. But it's been drastically different. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on that bandwagon with y'all, Cowboys Nation. And I'm going just, just, to just hope and pray he's holding back. I'm going to hope and pray. Uh, and then finally, the fourth thing on my Christmas list is uh, good health for the remainder of the season, right? I mean, that's kind of should be number one, but it's not really in order here. Just good health. I look around the league. I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I see what's happening with them. Um, you see what's happening with this COVID stuff. It can really crush your goals. So I'm hoping that the Cowboys bubble up, and I'm hoping that these boys, um, you know, football gods can bless us with good health for the remainder of the season so there you have my christmas list merry christmas you filthy animals let's get back to the phone lines well i'm gonna get back into the chat real quick then i'll hit the phone lines what y'all talking about in here uh iceberg said swing passes to pollard it's gonna be the staple i would like to see pollard get busy out on a route you know what i'm saying tc915 said i hope they've been holding back that would have explained this ish i do too man that's i'm just gonna roll with it you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it man uh, below said, dog, Sky, this is what we want to believe, but I've never in my life heard of someone holding back plays. And I, below, don't talk common sense to me, man. We're, we're going to live in this fantasy world where your offensive coordinator is purposefully dialing the playbook back for a month. I'm living in that. I'm going to be that delusional. You know, they're like, Cowboy fans are delusional. I ain't no delusional Cowboy fan. But guess what? I'm going to go ahead and put my tinfoil hat on. Uh-huh. I'm going to be that delusional Cowboy fan right now. They open back. It better be. Um, Special K said, and if our offense and defense are both on, we killing the league. Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't think there's a better team if our offense and defense is clicking like that. Not a better team in the league. Saw that when Cowboys was six and one, both sides was clicking like that, and they were, both sides weren't even healthy. So I'm with you. Okay, we got a little bit of breaking news. A little bit of breaking news here. Uh, Tim Garcia, appreciate. Was it Tim Garcia? Dallas Young. Thank you, Dallas Young. I'm sorry. Washington football weird people have activated Tyler or Taylor Heineke from the COVID list, so he'll probably be your starting quarterback for. The Washington football weird people on Sunday. And with that, he's a bum. so hey, yeah, I'll take it. More practice reps. All right, man. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the Rico and Bro G. And then I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up, y'all. It's been a good holiday special. That's what I'm gonna call it. The holiday special. Uh what's up, Rico? Hey guy, it's been a while, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? And happy holidays to you and the family. Yeah, yeah. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening to you, Sky. Uh, man, I was just—I had a question, man, and so I was just thinking about this. Uh, you know, Dak. Everyone's talking about Dak and what's going on with Dak. But is this going to be his first December since his brother committed 
did what he did? Yes. He he was so, out. He didn't play last year. I mean, to me, this is yeah. And looking at to me, they looked like they were first no brothers. first November and December. Yeah, that that was their older brother. Jace was their yeah. their older brother. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't hold anything against Dak right now, well, personally, because that's got that's got to have some kind of you know with his decision making and everything like that. You know, he's just got a little fog up here, but I'm I'm sure he'll he'll. Clear it up, and uh, he just needs a little bit of time, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Dak is a very strong uh, person. You know, he showed that I think in his in, in his career for Dallas. For those that have been following him yeah, since he's true. been here, um, I, you know, I do think a lot of some of the things are are mental issues on the field as opposed to physical. Uh, I think half of it is being greedy, and the other half of it is having to trust himself and his peers. Uh, I think when you have trust issues, you know, along your offense, that'll affect what you do. And and he's not trusting himself sometimes too. And again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just, I don't want to take away his game that he had in New York. I really do think that was a positive step forward uh, in the control passing game. Teams are making oh, the yeah, Cowboys yeah. be a control passing game team, and I think Dak was was wants to be greedy a little bit sometimes. And now we're in December football. Oh, if they're going to if they're going to play I back. Mean, like, I if they're going to play back like that, then then allow Dak Pre- you know take what they give you, run the rock, convert in the red zone, and make better decisions. Oh yeah, I, yeah. And I thought the last game was much improved. He looked a little bit more like himself, like mm. I said. And like you said, he's a, he's probably one of the strongest kids I've ever seen, and yeah. you know, uh, on television. Period. And he's a great role model. Um, but he's still a man, you know. Right, human. You never know, you know. You never know. He, he he loved his brother. You know what I'm saying. And so, but you know, we should just pray for him. And uh, I'm happy that we're ten and four. I'm excited for this defense. Uh, really ain't got much else to say. Just wanted to call and say happy holidays. And that's all that was on my mind. Thanks, Rico. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, uh, good point about about what could be going on around him. Um, it's the it's. Oh, hold on, he said he got one. Oh, my bad, John. If we have a home playoff game, you'll see me again. Okay. Oh, we're going to have a home. We're we're going to have a home yeah. playoff game. So I'm not going to go to the game. I'm going to go and watch it with you. Yeah, come on down. I'll you drive know, up you get to see how crazy yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> All right, just right I tell you what, if you got kids, just just bring some earplugs. Sometimes I'll be forgetting kids is around and I see I'll be seeing some crazy things, but but yeah, come on through, man. We have a good time. <laughs> well, they they, they they all teenagers, and they be on TikTok all, right. all day anyway. So all right, who cool. knows what they? They cool then. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm. Yeah, it is what it is, man. I know I ain't the only one. That's that's something that I have saving grace in is knowing that there's cowboy fans out there that are just like me during the game. I see the videos. I see the things. You know, I see it. I, I synced it. You know, but um, yeah, come through, man. We have a good time. Oh man. My man B Bird came through from the top rope with the super chat. Super chat. Appreciate you, B Bird. I really do. Uh, for the fifty piece during the holiday season. Thank you, good sir. He says Troy's Cowboys slumped in season before the last Super Bowl victory, and it was the passing game. Kelvin Williams caught passes for over twenty yards on Christmas against the Cardinals to snap us out of it. Merry Christmas, Sky. 
Appreciate you, B-Bird. I really do. And thank you for the history lesson there. Thank you for the history lesson. Um, I love what Troy said, and I'm glad you brought up that example because I do think all it takes, that's why I keep saying get right game, get right game, get right game. Well, he won even more detailed. He said sometimes it's a series. Sometimes it's a play, and you'll snap out of it. Um, now, this slump is a little bit abnormal in a sense, a little longer than we like. And I also think we're not counting the Raiders. They're not counting the Falcons game because we're like, ah, oh, whatever. It's the Raiders, it's the Falcons, right? Uh, but there were some some positive things in between that that I hope that they can find, capture, and, and then build on. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it only takes one game, one series for these boys to kind of get back right, and I'm hoping it's this week. I do think the, the Washington football weird people are going to play back mostly zone again, especially if William Jackson III can't play. And there's still ways to attack them. Me and Okoye showed you guys ways to still be able to get off with the underneath game, the intermediate game, and obviously on the ground. The Cowboys just got to be stubborn about it, doing what works against that opponent. But thank you, B-Bird. Appreciate it, brother. And thank you for that history lesson, man. Kind of puts things in perspective. Um, What's up, Trey? Yes. Yes, Trey. Um, he says, as we, um, as you know, as I know, he lost his mother last year and that can't play with his mind yeah so he's definitely Trey Manning is familiar with with things like that uh, that was rough man that kind of got me emotional last year when you told me that on air Trey and still always my condolences good brother and um I know it's gonna be a tough year tough time right now um with the holiday first holiday uh but we here for you brother Cowboys Nation got you man and um try to be in as good spirit as you possibly can this 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 holiday season good brother CJ said, do I drink during the game? No, no, I don't drink. If I'm at home, you know, last year when I was at the crib, you know, we went with the late night hype. We would do a watch alone. I'd have my blue moon or whatever it is that, that we'd have that day. Make, make a mixed drink or whatever, snack, eat. And, and, you know, I sip a little bit. But but when I'm out there working, nah, nope, nope, nope. No drinking for me. I, I don't need to. Got enough energy I'm, it's crazy. I don't know how to explain it, man. I'm just, I just am who I am out there. Um, all right, man. Let's get the bro G. Lock this up. Hey, Walker, what's up, man? I made it onto the show. It's been a minute. You made it, bro G. What's going on with you, brother? Happy holidays to you, Ooh, man. It, same to you, man. It's uh, I don't know what the weather's like over there in the great state of Texas, but here in the Bay Area, it's like a monsoon. Is it? It's dumping. It's, it's dumping over here. It's dangerous yeah. on the roads, too, man. Hey, you drive so, yeah, safe, let, man. Let it be safe out there. Now. Yeah. Right on, right on. They let us off of work early because the weather's so bad. So, Sheesh. Uh, that's why I'm... Uh, yeah, well, hey, I, is it just me? But does Michael Parsons sound like uh, Booby Johnson from Friday Night Lights? Am I the only one who thinks that? <laughs> Yo, my, I've heard he sounded like <laughs> Zeke, I think it was. Everybody said he sounds like Zeke or something like that. Micah, man, he got the best... The best quotes on the team, dude. He's a dude I would he love does, to play does. for, man. And I think he's already taken a secondary role leadership-wise. And I'll give him probably by next offseason. Because here's the thing about a rookie. You can't really grasp a real leadership role because you're still getting hazed. You're still a rookie, things like that. But by next offseason, Mike is going to be able to say, this, 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 and this because I did it. I've been there. We, you know, I've been that dude. I've backed up my talk. This is what we need to do. And I believe he's going to be the leader of this defense, you know, unquestioned leader of this defense next year. 
Would you say as a rookie he had more of an impact than uh, Chase Young did last year for, for the Washington people? <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, I think so. Yes, he's yeah. a better player than Chase Young. He was a better player than Chase Young in college. He's a better player than Chase Young in the pros. And and Chase Young just happened to be coming out a year before Michael Parsons. If they would have took Chase Young yep. over Michael Parsons, it would have been a big mistake in my opinion. Not knocking Chase Young. Uh, uh, Michael Parsons is better. They were in the same conference, too, in college, I believe. Right? Yes, they Penn were. State, Ohio State, the same, same conference. But, yeah, when I watched the film with Michael Parsons, man, he's like, you know, you watch NFL football, you, you see those grown men like that. They hit each other. Like, he does, he hasn't even really hit no one. He, like, just, like, they hit him and they just fall. Like, he just brings people down. Yeah. You know, he hasn't even put his shoulder into people yet. So, man, he's, I mean, which is kind of good because, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you injure yourself probably more. I like the way he tackles people. It doesn't, like, try to destroy people, but he brings them down immediately. Yes, you're right about that. He got strong hands, and his strength is underrated. Like, he don't – because he doesn't look like your prototypical Mike linebacker from back in 1995, that's more so uh, LVE, it looks like he's not big. Bro, Michael Parsons is 6'3", 246 pounds. Okay, big. he's probably going to be 250 when he's putting on his grown man weight. Or as my guy Vach says, he put that offseason peanut butter in his body and he's still going to run you a four three some. So he's he's a big boy. He's just big, athletic and a freak. He's he's not normal. Yeah, I can't wait till he gets the interception. A couple of his interceptions going to take it to the house. Um, my boy. I want to talk real quick about the about the offense. I don't watch, I don't watch much of film as you do, and I've been keeping up with your podcast. Uh, I, you know, when I get home from work, I, yeah. I go look, I go back, I run back, and I'm same as you, man. I can't stand when they run Zeke out there to the to the to the wing, man. And especially they put him as a single receiver. If anything, they should put him out there on the trip so he could block for somebody when they run those screens. And to me, like when they do that. They put him out on the on the on the, uh, on the outside by himself. It's like now we're just playing. To me, it's like we're just playing with. It's lazy. And, it's yeah. lazy. It's lazy. I don't like it. I don't understand it. If we're going to motion, if we're going to put a running back out wide, especially in the red zone, do it with Tony Pollard. There's so much more yes, you can he's do. Re- he just play receiver. Well, yeah, and and you can if you if you don't want to use him in the route, right? You can motion him in, get a you know a, a quick snap to him. You can get a jet sweep to him. You can have him do one of those. I call it a yo-yo. Uh, motion where he comes one way and right at the snap he goes back the other way and throw there's so many other little creative yet simple things if you think about it you can do with tony pollard then you know what we're going to put zeke elliott out wide we're going to snap it zeke's going to turn around look at the quarterback and that's it or zeke's just going to jog down the field and that's it i think that's lazy play calling and a waste of a play we got too many talented players down there in the red zone that can be matchup problems for us to be wasting a down I think you and Akoy last night were talking about how we get inside the twenty, and uh, instead of running the rock, we're out there trying to trying to throw the ball instead of trying to run it. With yeah, which I think is why we should be out there running the ball instead of trying to throw it. And you think our, our offense has declined maybe because uh, we we well I guess what's the name sir Darwin is hurt, so we did more of a what's that package? Is it twelve? Eleven? We two tight ends. So eleven. Our, eleven. Yeah, I think our twelve personnel package has been affected without Jarwin, and not because what Dan Orvlowski said. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about, but Dan Orvlowski said that the Cowboys missed Blake Jarwin's run blocking, and I'm like, uh, excuse me, sir. Like, like Blake Jarwin's been better this year run blocking, but Blake Jarwin is not a run blocker. I think we personally miss Blake Jarwin in a twelve personnel package because it gives you a legitimate dual threat option at both tight ends yes. to go out for a pass or to run the rock. And we don't really run that high low. Think about it. 
we haven't ran that high-low concept with the tight ends out of 12 since Blake Jarwin went. Well, I should say since. Probably have at some point. But I haven't seen it vividly in a long time. Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz give you two legitimate options in the passing game in a 12 personnel, and it makes your defensive coordinator have to decide, how do I want to play this? Because if I come big and heavy, I can get Blake Jarwin with a mismatch on somebody up the seam. Or if I come light, then they can run the ball. So we do miss Blake. We do in, in 12. But um, I don't think that's why the offense has has kind of hit this plateau, right? I think it's more than just one thing. We talked about that a lot. I think it comes from play calling to execution to your quarterback not feeling too comfortable, your running backs being hobbled, and your offensive line being in and out. It's, it's a collective, bro. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of noticed, like, ever since we went away from that uh, double tight end set that our uh, offense kind of climbed. But I was going to say, well, maybe because it's the insert of uh, Michael Gallup. But I love Michael Gallup when he came mm-hmm. um, I just noticed, yeah, when Michael Gallup came back, we, we kind of declined a little bit. Hey. Maybe they're trying to plug and play a different, a different type of set in there. Uh, but we, they, we kind of had that problem before when Michael Gallup even came back. Since Denver, we haven't been the same since Denver. Right. Um, I mean, Denver. I'm 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 putting Denver in the fouls of an outlier game. I am because I think everything just went wrong in that game. Everything on both sides of the ball went wrong. So oh, energy. I, the whole thing was a weird game, and they even admitted, "Yo, we kind of came to this game thinking we was just going to come out here and just win." Yep. <laughs> like we we didn't even come out here with that same vibe of us against the world. Let's go smack these boys. It was like, all right, man. Week eight, got to go get this dub real quick in Denver, then we're going to go face Atlanta. So so I kind of put that as an outlier uh, because the next week they put 46 points Atlanta. up on Atlanta. So Atlanta team who was coming off like a three-game win streak or something crazy. So um, I think since – we're going to say since Denver, I'm going to say this, since the bye week, I think the offense has shown some uh, inconsistencies and, and it's been in a quote-unquote slump. I uh, guess yeah, so, because uh, we did good with, you know, the Minnesota game was uh, after the Minnesota game, you would say that. Yeah, bye week, you know, ever since the bye week, which was after yeah. the the, the uh, uh, Patriots game, Patriots game. But, hey, Rico, appreciate the call, good brother. You drive safe out well, there. That's all I got to say, my man. Yeah. You're right on. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. Hey, man, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours as well. And like I said, be safe, because right. I think I can hear the rain in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, my man. God bless you. Hey, great call by bro, uh, bro G. Did I say Rico? My bad, bro G. Yeah, <laughs> Rico from the last job. Great call by bro G, bringing up some some interesting points there that, you know, I, I hate to, to correlate the offensive issues to just Michael Gallup because I do think it's been a collective thing. I just truly do. Um, I am shocked, though, that our 11, our 11 hasn't been as effective as it used to be. And I think it could be because up front we're not running well and we're also not calling, in my opinion, we're not calling good running plays consistently. Like, we're not running to our strengths. I think we got real basic for a while there. I'm going to keep on saying it. If I'm Kellen Moore in a copycat league, I'm looking at what Philly does, what San Fran does, and even, yes, what the Washington football people do when their run game is on, and I'm implementing little pieces of that, which is a lot of misdirection, um, which is a lot of 21 personnel with two running backs, not a fullback, which is an offensive lineman, and 
I'm using Dak's legs. Like, like there's just no excuse not to, at least in the red zone, to be more creative in the run game. I don't need you to get cute in the double reverses, pitch back, flea flicker pass and stuff. Like, I don't need all that. You, you can do that between the 20s, but there are ways that may seem like, oh, you're getting cute in the run game. It's really not. It's truly not cute. It's just basic leverage. And I don't think we play with that. I think we play with... You beat your man, you beat your man, you beat your man, you beat your man. You're responsible for the for the sixth defender. With the running back that can't shift as much as he used to anymore. Break those tackles. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott, so. My man, Boss Cowboy, <laughs> he must have came in here through during that call with the, with the uh, my man B about the Vikings. I, you know, Boss, I don't know, man. I'm disappointed. That's the word I'm going to use. Disappointed. B usually comes to B had an amazing call the other day about moving Amari Cooper in the slot and things like that. Then he came in here and what's the word? If you if you scared, go to church. Shocked. Shocked, Cowboys Nation. I, I say this and I said this earlier in the year. If you fear the Vikings. You better fear every single team that you're going to play in the playoffs. I mean, just seriously. You're going to play quality opponents in the playoffs. The Vikings rank low on the totem pole in regards to that quality of opponents, in my opinion. Again, to respect them. I'm not disrespecting them. But I've got, as he said, logical optimism. Boss Cowboy, he said logical optimism because I see that. Y'all want me to play it again? No, nah, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to play it again. I ain't going to play it again. But yeah, yeah, boss, I don't know, man. Scared to go to church. Four, two, three. What it is, what it do. Four, two, three. What's up? All right, man. Four, two, three going once. Greenville, Tennessee going twice. Four, two, three. Sold to these streets. Get out of here. All right, man. We back. We back into the into the chat here as we wrap this thing up. We will recap my four. I'll call it that. My Christmas list. I got four things I want to see the Cowboys do this week and beyond. Clinch the division. I want the defense to continue to improve the turnover uh, run that they're on, which is 12 in the last three games. 31 total leads the league. I want to keep that same energy moving into the playoffs. Because I want teams to fear this defense, not only because they can stop the runner, not only because they can rush the passer, but knowing that if they do all these things, I also have to make sure I take care of this damn ball because we can get the rock back. And of course, my computer wants to be the way it is. Uh, Third thing was I want the offense to have its get right game. Been saying it for the last couple weeks. I need to see it. I need I need to get right game either this week or I need it against the Arizona Cardinals. One of the two. And then finally, good health for the remainder of the season. I th- I think that's like the main thing right now that could crush the Cowboys is health. So and it's crushing a lot of teams across the league. So gotta remain healthy as we move forward here. All right, man, I'm going to hop back into the chat for with y'all for a little bit, man, on this holiday special. 
holiday special, Boss and Sky, really giving facts. I mean, I try, I try to, man. I tried to leave the emotions out of it and just speak what I saw. You know what I mean, boss? And it's okay to get to, for our emotions to get involved in certain things. I totally understand that. Like my man, who I forget who I was on the phone with, and we were talking about Anthony Brown, you know, concerns over Anthony Brown. Um, I get it. I get, I get it. You don't trust me. Cool. I can't change your mind from trusting him, and, and I, they are going to target him, and we can hope for the best, but you ain't got a ton of other options. Like, like Anthony Brown's played well enough to be your cornerback, too, right now. Uh, and if you want to, you know, bend somebody, Bashad Breeland ain't the guy to bring in. Bashad Breeland's been burnt toast this year. Burnt toast. D-Block said Diggs got to cover his brother in the Pro Bowl. Nah, 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 D-Block, nah, 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 nah. Diggs ain't playing in the Pro Bowl. Trayvon Diggs ain't playing in the Pro Bowl. Stefan Diggs can play in the Pro Bowl if you want. If you catch my drift. If you picking up what I'm putting down. If you smell. No, I'm going to stop, man. I'm just having some fun. <laughs> Iceberg Q. Sky, do you think Dono takes some of the nil and LVE snaps in nickel and dime packages? Do I think Dono takes some of LVE snaps in the nickel and dime packages? I would like to see it. Or maybe bring Hooker down. Probably be Dono, though. She, honestly, man, I'd almost I, I'd almost rather take just take Neil's snap. Like Neil to me. Wait, we got somebody in here? Four, two, three. Are you in here? Nah, four, two, three. I'm getting you out of here, bro. Let me get you out of here. All right. But yeah, I'd rather him take a lot of Neil Neil snaps. I don't think Neil has he's looked uncomfortable at linebacker. I know he had a lot of tackles the other day, but his average depth of tackle was five yards. So it's not, it ain't like he meeting dudes at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield. I, I just don't think, I think the experiment has failed. Um, he may have the athletic traits to be a linebacker, but he doesn't have the instincts and the IQ to be a linebacker because he ain't played it. He's used to coming down from a safety position. So I would love to see that big dime, as I like to call it, where a ton of safeties are out there and, and it's a pure pass down per se or even on like a, a second along I kind of wouldn't mind it excuse me y'all uh, let me see man one more question uh, one question that was posed what if the defense doesn't get any turnovers will the offense show out so funny you say that I think the last time and I could be wrong here but just off the top of my mind because we're talking about the Vikings game the Dallas Cowboys did not get a turnover in that game. Yet they held them boys to less than 300 yards total offense. When they weren't healthy. So I've seen it. You know what I mean? Like I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Um, I have confidence in these boys getting a rock because of the pass rush. The pass rush is going to make teams turn the ball over. They're going to speed up the process. Right. You're going to speed up your reads. You're going to try to escape. Even if you're Pat Mahomes, you think, oh, cool, I got this. I'm a mobile quarterback. But you forget we got the young lion who's faster than your entire team. Sands, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman. Right. So. I got a little arrogance in me that this defense will still get the ball some way, shape or form. But when they go up against. A guy like A-Rod, he doesn't turn the ball over much. So you're really going to need that pass rush to get home and force fumbles and things like that. Force errant throws, tip passes, and all that kind of 
uh, Jazz. So can they? Can the offense step up if the defense doesn't get turnovers? Well, we got to see it, I guess, right? Like we, we got to see it happen. I still got that arrogant confidence in my offense getting together because it's just too much talent over there. And I'm riding the train. I'm riding the conspiracy train. Kellen Moore holding back. He got to be holding back. He got to be. It's the only thing I can think of. A uh, couple donations here. Appreciate y'all. Uh, Airborne Bullies TV. Super chat. Appreciate you, man. He says for a 1999 donation. If those casual fans become scared, tell them to keep it to themselves. Folks don't understand that our defense scares any team that has to face us. Well, that's not the one I want. I want the clue bomb. That deserved a clue bomb. In fact, you know, did y'all, I'll let y'all listen to what Aqib Tlaib said the other day about this defense, man. I mean, it ain't us being homers, fam, you know. People see what's happening out there. Keep believing it's all what's happening. The 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 <laughs> best chance to knock off the Packers, gotta go with the Cowboys. I really? think I look I look at the Cowboys and I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a defensive guy. I'm a no fly zone, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Alum. We can do so it. I, I look at it and I say, what what defense can just come and dominate the playoffs? And I see the Cowboys defense, man, with that rush up front, uh Demarcus Lawrence, Parsons, Neville Gallimore, Randy Gregory, them guys bringing the pressure up front. And then you got A.B. on one side making plays, and then you got Diggs looking like the best corner in the league. So you got a guy who can strap number ones. You yeah. send him with the number one. You get that rush. They got 21 takeaways, 21 interceptions. So, man, they taking the ball away. They getting sacks. They on fire right now. And defense win championships. Mm-hmm. They the ones who can go to go in the cold, go to Lambeau, and knock off and knock off A. Rod, man. It got it got to be defense. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys can get it done. Are you impressed by Trayvon Diggs? I am, I am. That's another guy spent a lot of time with Lee in the offseason. And man, his What does his, that mean a lot of what do you do with with Trevon Dix? We just we just we just talk football. You know what I'm saying? We touch the grass. I own the gym, so we touch the grass, we just pick each other's brain. He really picked my brain. I give him some little cheap techniques, pull throughs and what I look for in cover three, where my eyes at, just you know, I, I give him a little help, you know what I'm saying? And he take that God given ability and he do the rest. So I'm super impressed with Trayvon Diggs. Uh them ball skills and that speed mm-hmm. is is underrated. You don't know how fast he is. That boy could fly. Mm. He looks like a different player this year. You definitely gave him a cheat code. Man, guard watch him guard over routes. Guys can't guard over routes. He closed so much ground on over routes and go get the ball. That boy could fly. He got 10, 10 interceptions. That ain't from me. That ain't from a fan. You know what I'm saying? People see the realness of this defense, and we should appreciate it, you know? Uh, again, maybe maybe you guys, maybe we need to see it again against a good team. Maybe the performance against the Chiefs are in the back of our heads, against the uh, Vikings is in the back of our heads, um, against the Chargers in the back of our heads. So maybe they got to go do it against Kyler Murray. Cool. Maybe they got to go do it against Tom Brady. Cool. Maybe they got to go do it against the boogeyman himself. Cool. We're, there's no fun in being a fan if the team gives you something to be arrogant about and you ain't arrogant about it. There's no fun in that, man. Like I come here and I talk to y'all every day, but best believe folks hit me up. You know what I'm saying? I've been dealing with that for my whole life with the Cowboys. Yeah, I get a year I could talk some trash. Best believe I'm going to do it. Get a year that I'm feeling confident that a side of the ball can do some of the things that they're doing. Best believe I'm going to be confident. 
If my team went out and shut down a run game and held this team that somebody's afraid of to 16 points, best believe I'm going to say you crazy. Come on. What are we talking about here? All right, you know, let me calm back down, y'all, because I'm getting real excited. I'm getting real excited. They've allowed me to do that. They've allowed me to. Uh, who wanted to call in? Was it you, Cash? You want to call in, Cash? Nah. Uh, yeah, all right. All right, listen, 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 listen. Here we going to do, Cash. I'm going to let you come in, bro. I'm going to let you come in because I do like... That's Los. I do like what you got to say sometimes, Los. So I'm going to let you come on in. This is going to be it, man, for the holiday thing. I'm feeling I'm feeling good today, man. I'm feeling good today. Uh, maybe it's because we got that break coming up. Um, Come on in, Los. Three five one nine nine three seven eight seven. Come on in, Los. Come on in, Los. But yeah, man, like, what are we doing? You know. And they better hope that the Cowboys' offense don't. If the Cowboys' offense catch, I, I already told y'all what's gonna happen. If the boys, you know, they don't even gotta win it. No, I want them to. But just let them get to the damn bowl. I got receipts. That's all I'm saying. I got receipts, y'all. And you shouldn't have receipts of, well, when when they lose or if they lose because of this and this and this, I'm gonna come back here and say I told you. Why are you? Why are we? Why you want to hold receipts of that? I ain't saying I ain't. You know, I'm disrespecting that team or anything like that. But I mean, the tape is there. I synced it. Well, go ahead, Los. Come on in, bro. You got about 15 seconds to come on in and we're going to get up out of here, man. I know I know some of y'all got to go out there and, and do some Christmas shopping, you know. I got to go be Santa. So I want to keep too many people. Oh, it's locked. My bad, bro. My bad. Come on in, Los. My bad. That was on me. That was on me, brother. Um, Here you go. What's good, Los? What up, Sky? What up? Happy holidays. Just a quick minute, and I'll leave it to it, man. Gotcha. Uh, Cowboys are going to win this Sunday. Uh, happy, happy Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you, brother. And I'm going to do one voiceover, and then I'll let you go, Sky. All right? <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Happy holidays, and welcome to ABZ Sports. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button for Mr. Skywalker himself, the young film Jedi. Have a great holiday, and peace out. Go Cowboys. My man Los, appreciate you, good brother. Appreciate you. You know, I love voiceovers. Y'all know I do. I appreciate Los for calling in right there, man. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna end this thing. Um, send it out on that positive note. I would have hated to send it out on that negative, that negative energy earlier, but y'all know me, man. I'm all about the as my as my girl would say, Jess, she's not in here in the morning shows no more, but POV. I do like the positive. Or PVO, positive vibes on vibes only in life. I love to I love to talk about that in life. Um, we're gonna keep it real with the team too. But uh, I appreciate y'all for coming through, man. I thought today was another fire show. I really didn't know how long it was gonna go. Um, as I say that all the time, but y'all always bring the heat, bring the fire. Great questions, great calls. Um, the chat's always lit. Appreciate the donations, man. And, and on your way out, if you can, hit that like button and sub. I will be back Sunday night, basically, because it's a Sunday night game. So Sunday night, I'll be at Texas Live. Me and Jesse, pregame show. 
halftime show, post-game show. I'm hoping we get a clean game because these last three post-game shows ain't been fun. Uh, and I don't want to have another one of these downers after a W. They're annoying, you know. So let's get a good, clean game. Help the Cowboys. I think they're going to have that Salvation Army thing, so I'm hoping that they can dump a couple players in that Salvation Army and uh, we just have some a good, fun, clean post-Christmas game. All right? With that said, y'all, y'all have a merry, merry Christmas. I'm not even going to send y'all out with the button, man. I'm going to send y'all out with some Christmas cheer, <laughs> some Christmas cheer, right? Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate Christmas, have a great Christmas. If not, just have a good holiday, man. Um, you know, love your loved ones. You know, I hope your your kids and your family enjoy the presents and gifts they have. I know, I know, mine's will. Uh, my my youngest is hilarious, man. I gotta tell y'all some some stories off air, maybe for the members or whatever. But y'all enjoy this holiday season, man. I appreciate y'all being here. Merry Christmas and a happy happy holidays, Cowboys Nation. We out of here. I want me some glory hope.